Blog Talk Radio. Do you believe that America has become too politically correct? Von Wehunt speaks truth to power. Do you see the coming of our political and economic demise? Von Wehunt speaks bluntly about the need to correct America's course quickly. And now, broadcasting from the Eagle's Nest, a man who makes no excuses for putting America first. Here's your host, Von Wehunt the Barbarian. America, I welcome you all to another epic episode of the Von Wehunt Show, episode 193, with a show theme of the Biden-Texas border standoff tonight, still going on down there, and we'll get into all that, rest assured. This show's got a start date of February the 8th, 2024 A.D., rolling into... um, February and winter for most of the nation. It's a dark and stormy night over much of America tonight. Welcome one and all. I don't know about you, but um, there's a ton of news going on out there that we're going to try to get into. On this show, we always have bigger fish to fry, and I choose to live out my destiny here on planet Earth and in Valhalla Studios here in the mountains of Arizona. Social pundits and sociologists will tell us that in looking at the generations of America, that Generation X is the most ruthless and the powers that be know it. And I, the dramatic warlord, I am your Generation X host, America. Present and accounted for. We have a lot of new listeners to the show. Glad you're here. After the monologue, we will take calls at 563-999-3437. If we're lucky tonight, we might get a call from Jake Vegas in the Las Vegas Strip. He has been invited. And you're all invited to the show. The infamous and legendary Von Weehan Show is on every Thursday night, Mountain Standard Time at 8 p.m. We will discuss war and peace, geopolitics, current events, and the real news of the day. When I look back at this country, truly, what would JFK say about America? in this new year of 2024. I don't think he would have many good things to say about it, that's for sure. And the deep state murdered him in downtown Dallas, Texas in November, 1963. On this show, we'll have great callers, great music, and great promos. 
And some of the most offensive material people may hear on the radio, and that's just the way we like it. We will seize the day, my friends. Carpe diem. The world is full of intrigue, like James Bond, Spectre, and the spider's web. Plots are always being hatched. Wars and more rumors of wars are always being plotted. And through it all, the Von Wien Show is here to present it to you in all its glory. Strap yourselves in, folks. It's going to be another great show and one for the history books, I promise you. China's stock market crashed and tumbled this week. China will seek war very soon to get itself out of its economic troubles, more than likely. The government and national media's war on white men continues and intensifies in America. And believe me, the white men know it and they feel it. 
and they should have been more careful. James 2.19 says, For the demons believe, and they also tremble at the sight and mere mention of God. Very true. People are chased by demons, or they have demons in their dreams, or maybe even demons in their bedroom at night. When they invoke the name of Jesus Christ, the demons obey and they leave. They have to. It's spiritual law. Spiritual law is a real thing, like the law on planet Earth. There are there's cosmic law, spiritual law. We have legal law on the Earth plane, and the, the Democrats like to use legal lawfare against people constantly. Well, it's a new year, a new beginning, the new dawn. By now, most of you have already heard about that Pineapple Express storm hitting California. Or as Arnold would say, California, California, man. Yeah, this storm and the rainfall and flooding came out of nowhere. I have a theory why it happened. California, well, to back up for a moment, this is historic, almost biblical flooding for California. And I have a friend of mine that lives out there in Thousand Oaks by Woodland Hills, just north of uh, Santa Barbara. He's just northwest of Calabasas where the Kardashians live. Beautiful part of California called Thousand Oaks. We got many listeners out there in L.A., so they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's got, he had almost a foot of rain in his backyard in two hours. His backyard was completely flooded. He's a great guy. I've known him for 20 years. He's an attorney friend of mine. He used to be a Malibu attorney for the firm I worked for back in the day. And, um, you know, I was always had a really good friend. He's, he's, he's my Italian friend of Benelli. Well, anyway, he and his wife just were, like, freaking out over this rain, right? And we got to talking about it, and I said, not him. He's a great guy, patriot. There's a lot like him in California, but they never make the news. Keep that in mind. California's full of patriots and good people, but the leftists always make the headlines out, out in that way. But um, that's a state that openly, routinely, systematically mocks God at every chance that they get, whether it's the Emmys, the Grammys, their award ceremonies or schools, their government, state government, Gavin Newsom, all the way down the line. They mock God in that state. And they have for decades. It's nothing new. But maybe God is is uh, tired of it. Maybe God won't be mocked anymore. And he's going, if you mock me, I'm going to send down locusts and frogs and torrents of rain to punish you. Think about it. It's a valid theory, as valid as any other. Some say it's heart. How about that? This was a massive political, uh, a Pacific storm. I'm in Arizona, and we've got the remnants of it coming over here. It's ice cold here tonight. I love it. Those storms uh, blew four hours across the desert to us, and uh, it's awesome. Cools things off for a while. Lots of rain out here in Arizona right now. 
beautiful. Well, many believe that we are on the way to World War III. But as we have stated before, we believe we are already at the beginning of World War III. Why, you ask? Well, there is no set amount of countries that need to be involved in a world war per se. You can look at World War I, and we noted then that there were 30 nations that were involved in the fighting, with more than 50 involved for World War II. More than 50 nations have already been involved in the Russia-Ukraine via that war, sending money, arms, supplies, and and, uh, all kinds of military equipment to Ukraine, while some other nations sided with Russia. Now, some of the same countries are also siding with either Iran or Israel in the war against Hamas. Does a nation have to have boots on the ground to be considered a nation at war or a world war? I don't think so. We see this going on all over the world. And right now we have this Texas border situation. It's out of control. In December alone, 300,000 illegal aliens came over the border. Now, I've told you before, don't go to the Texas border. Right now, there's too many militia groups down there. you got the Border Patrol, the Texas National Guard. you got Biden's secret army coming in with rail lines and tanks. I mean, anything can happen down there at any time. I am under the impression more and more as I look at that situation, that it was concocted, and they want to entrap American patriots, you're going to have some kind of a false flag attack down there, kind of like January the 6th. They're going to draw you in, and they can criminalize you and put you in jail and prison. So I do believe the U.S. government will be using false flags to criminalize the uh, American patriots in Texas and elsewhere. Be very, very careful about getting too close to the federales down there on the American side. There's actually uh, an Army term for it. It's called PATCON. They have other operations like this to ensnare you, to entrap you. And remember, you don't have to do anything. Just be, being there is is being a criminal enough in their eyes. You know, the communist Bolshevik leader Stalin that said, show me the man and I'll show you his crime. Show me the man and I'll show you the crime or his crime. And in this case, I think that's what's going on here with the Texas border. I believe they may use false flags to criminalize and to ensnare and trap the American patriots. So be careful. Keep your head on a swivel, boys. Be very, very careful. The military's had operations like that before, and... um as I've, one thing about this show, we're a straight shooter, and we're telling you, do not go down there. Like uh, Admiral Akbar said in the uh, Star Wars movie, it's a trap. It's a trap. Be careful. All we can do right now, looking at the world, how crazy it is, you know, it's dysfunctional. All we can do out here in the hinterlands and the mountains of Arizona, 
in flyover country, here in the country or the urban areas, or the gridirons of America, or in L.A., or the Las Vegas Strip, or in Wyoming, like American Scotch. All we can do is arm up and be prepared for any eventuality at this flashpoint in history. And I would just say that if you look back in history, which I do, love studying it, history is never kind to tyrants. Never forget that. Now, here's the facts tonight that you're going to hear that you won't hear really anywhere else much on talk radio or the news. And this is a conservative number. In the last few years, 12 to 15 million illegal aliens have entered and stayed in the United States. In the good old USA, I would err on the side of 20, 25 million, but we'll just say 15 for, for conversation's sake. Of which a minimum and conservative amount of 2% now, I'm only equating 2% of those who have come into the U.S. of A. are assumed to be, at the bare minimum, military invaders and or trained saboteurs, soldiers, in other words. Or in simple math terms, for those in Apache Junction, Arizona, I'll do the math for you. If you got 12 to 15 million, 2% is 240,000 to 300,000 people are now in sleeper cells in America or organizing them, preparing a strike, waiting for an order to destabilize the Constitutional Republic of the United States of America. This is by design after our leaders have been brought, and they've been bought off and paid off, you know it and I know it, by many enemies and adversaries, both foreign and domestic. We got, the, we got the enemies right here in our backyard. Many groups that fund this stuff. And foreign, principally by China, Iran, even Russia, North Korea, Mexico, George Soros is a hostile foreign entity to America. Bill Gates is too. The Biden crime family, and on the list goes and goes. This is what we're dealing with. This is why when Governor Abbott, old Ironside, ships those illegals to New York and Chicago, big, deep, deep blue states, they freak out. They literally freak out. We don't know what to do. We're overburdened. We're running out of money. We don't have enough food or water for these people. What do we do? They look to Biden. He's fuming mad. Well, this is what Texas and Arizona and California, my side of the equation, have been dealing with for decades and decades. Years and years of this stuff. Well, everything comes to a breaking point in history. It's kind of like, well, it's biblical in a sense. Even the priest will tell you. It's in the good book, son. He'll say, no man knows the time, the hour, or the day of his death when you go into the afterlife. That's a lot like what we're looking at in America. No one knows the time, the day, or the hour. 
Now, there are many rhino pundits who will tell you, who will predict, but I'll never give out a firm date because no one knows. And if they do know, they're lying. At the same time, look at America economically. The U.S. banking system right now is especially vulnerable. We had the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, other recent events like that. Why do so many people put their confidence in life savings into this unstable system? I would say it's because they do not understand three fundamental truths about modern-day banking in all the Western countries, not just America. And the banks know this. They don't want to tell you what they know. But I will tell you, and that's why we're the Von Weehan Show. We love exposing the truth. We love elevating minute concepts that are known by the elite to you, the masses. Here's what they say about your money in the banking world. Number one, the money isn't yours, it's ours. Two, the money isn't actually there as you think it is. Three, the money that you did give to us isn't really money. I will explain. Modern banking resembles a Ponzi scheme as it relies on the false belief that people's money is always readily available when, in fact, it isn't always readily available. All a bank has to do is declare a bank holiday and shut the doors. Then what do you do? Government currencies are terrible vehicles to store and exchange value because they have, well, they're easy to produce and print. They can just press a button and print trillions. There's a potentially unlimited supply of so-called currency, and that's the correct term, currency. It's not really, we call it money, but it's really currency. And it also carries enormous political risk per whichever regime is in power. The free market would never choose government confetti as money without laws forcing its use. Now that is how, that's how they view it. Government confetti, little green pieces of paper with dead presidents. And I love them as much as you do. I wanna, they always say that, that, that they wanna dump cash if they ever do, I'm grabbing Billions of cash. I just I just want to see what it looks like in my in my garage. I will hoard it. I know they're going to use it again, and then I'll be a rich man. <laughs> well, that's that's what's going on with the uh, banking system and uh, our fractional banking system. It's amazing. There's also the monolithic conspiracy theories and things of that nature. I want you to hear what, uh, we played this once before, and tonight I feel it's time to play it again. It's, it's John F. Kennedy's secret society speech about the deep state that was back in 1960s, the military industrial complex. Listen carefully to how he told you what was going on without telling you what was going on. If you read between the lines, though he's pretty blunt, in some parts of this speech. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, 
inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program, for from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence. And the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. I not only could not stifle controversy among your readers, I welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors, and we expect you to point them out when we miss them. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Sola decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not to simply give the public what it wants, 
but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. This means greater coverage and analysis of international news, for it is no longer far away and foreign, but close at hand and local. It means greater attention to improved understanding of the news, as well as improved transmission. And it means, finally, that government at all levels must meet its obligation to provide you with the fullest possible information outside the narrowest limits of national security. And so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. Love that. Well, JFK mentioned subversion, intimidation, and he asked for your help. Did you hear that line? I asked for your help. And we're here to inform and alert, he said, alert, keyword, the American people. Did you catch all those subtle nuances? He was flagging America saying, hey, this is a ruthless mono it's a monolithic ruthless conspiracy that ended up killing him in Dallas, Texas. They, they killed him in broad daylight next to his wife. That's how brazen the deep state was in 1963. It was all an inside job. How do you think they do things today? Even more brazen. Absolutely. Well, according to the Constitution, the Biden regime is guilty of the highest treason in taking down our borders, cutting that barbed wire, and aiding and abetting the ongoing illegal invasion and occupation of America by the third world. Bottom line. Now, when I was a young kid, young buck coming up the ranks of America, I was bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. I was like, you know, your red-blooded American boy, red-blooded, you know, loved sports and war movies and action movies, had a great time, was very active in more ways than one. I was wild. But when I was young, I often wondered what it must have been like to live during the fall of the Roman Empire. Unfortunately, looking at America... I now have a pretty damn good idea. And just like the Roman Empire, the United States, our country, I'm not proud to say, but I will say, is falling and failing. Every day our decline gets more acute and more pronounced, and you can see evidence of this all around us. Just look at the people around you, how they carry themselves. Some can't even make a sentence. They look disheveled. Many are on drugs. This, um, the government and the media loves to demoralize the American people and tell you you can't do anything because of this or that. And virtually all 
of our major institutions are crumbling from within, and virtually all of our critical systems and infrastructure is now failing. We see article after article of it. We tend to blame our problems on our politicians, but the truth is that the rot that is rapidly spreading throughout our society, just like the old Roman Empire, runs a lot deeper than just the politicians. We're all guilty of it to some degree. Millions upon millions of us have completely rejected the values that this nation was founded upon. And so now, fast forward to year 2024, we have a giant mess on our hands, don't we? You know, it was the, um, during the Cuban Missile Crisis, the general told JFK, Mr. President, you're in a real bad fix, sir. You're in a real bad fix with those Rusties right there in the Oval Office. And JFK turned to him and said, say what? What did you say? And the general said, Mr. President, I said, you're in a real bad fix. This thing could, could, could go nuclear. And GFK turned to the general and said, well, if you haven't noticed, general, we're in this fix together. The general was quiet and silent and walked out of there with his tail between his legs. It's, what, it's what's going on right now. It's just amazing to me. We've got a war on the white man in this country, war on men in general, but really the white man is the target. Not the minority man. So you're a minority guy listening, hey, more power to you. But you're not really the flavor du jour on this show. And you're not really what they're after. They're promoting the minority over the majority. The real war is against the white man of European descent. This is why the military bitches and moans. They are missing their recruitment goals. The U.S. Navy is having a really hard time recruiting young people. And so now they have decided that a radical new approach is needed. And from now on, a high school diploma will no longer even be necessary to join the Navy and Army, other branches. I think the Air Force is holding out because they have a lot of high-tech stuff and they don't want any dummies messing around with their equipment. Don't blame them. I'm from an Air Force family. Grew up on military bases for the most part. We had the decline of America. Three years ago, the city of Portland, Oregon, decriminalized the possession of all drugs. We'll check in now and see how that's working out. The fentanyl crisis up there has gone up big time, overdoses. Some will joke and say, well, it's just Democrats dying. True. But it's still a symptom of a bigger problem. From this point forward, did you know America? And our Did You Know series that every police officer in El Paso, Texas, will be forced to ask, get this, for the preferred pronouns of every person that they encounter. I got a call this week that we've got a bill here in Arizona from the Gladiator that they got a preferred pronoun bill as well coming up. Unreal. 
These things are out there in the ether. They're all stirring up. It's called, uh, well, they have a, a policy. It's called constitutional policing. And it was introduced in the summer of 2023. And it's like, their, their main question is, how would you like to be referred to? Unreal. We have a group of migrants that were caught on camera recently physically attacking cops in Times Square, and they were released without having to post bail. Yet, we have a group of pro-life activists, God forbid, pun intended, they were in Tennessee, they now face 11 years in prison for praying and singing outside of an abortion clinic. Wow. We had a 24-year-old gay aide to Senator Ben Cardin that was filmed having gay sex last month, if you recall, in a Senate hearing room on the table where deliberations happen, and he will not be charged with breaking any laws, federal, state, or District of Columbia. What does that say? They reward the perverse, the gay, the queer, and they will throw the book at people singing outside of an abortion clinic or the Marine a few months ago who um, took matters into his own hands, and he's looking at a decade in prison too, that white male Marine in New York. The old saying goes, no good deed goes unpunished. This time, gee, you got violent carjackers are fearlessly roaming the streets of Washington, D.C. Anyone that resists one of those young hoods, you can end up dead. That's another reason why the show told you do not go to Washington, D.C. Do not go to the Texas border. In D.C., they just killed a Trump official. A father of three, white male, shot his ass. They ran away, didn't even grab his car. They don't care. Life is cheap on the streets. Well, that's going on. The Chinese and other foreign buyers are purchasing millions and millions of acres of U.S. prime farmland. And they're sending our seeds, by the way, back to China. I know that for a fact. But nobody knows exactly how much farmland, how many millions of acres they own. And very few of our politicians are, hell, they don't even care. And they're not interested in stopping that practice at all. Too many suitcases full of cash, guys, being exchanged. I told you. They go to Congress with 160 grand, 10, 15 years, they're worth $100 million or more. Do the math. They're all multi, 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 multi millionaires. And it did not come from their salary. A lot of bribes. I'll spell it out for you. A lot of grifting. They'll say, Senator, we're going to give you a free upgrade to the presidential suite. Oh, that's so kind of you. When they go to Vegas, he walks in there, checks in, 10 suitcases on the big king bed, all full of cash. 
musical how that happens. There's probably two whores in the room ready to bang him. It's fully stocked bar. He has sold our military secrets to China, communist country, who will use it on the American people. He doesn't care. He's going to party in Vegas with all that cash and money at your expense of mine. They got mad this week when the Wall Street Journal accurately said that Dearborn, Michigan is now America's jihad capital because they have so many Muslims who live there. Wow. I'm telling you, the stage is being set for chaos on a scale, on a mass scale. And most Americans never even dreamed could be possible. We hope none of this ever happens. But like the Roman Empire, I'm sure there were people who said, I hope the empire stays together. I hope the empire doesn't fall or fail. I hope the Roman Empire goes for another thousand years. But it didn't. Did it? America's going the same way as the Roman Empire. Foreign wars that nobody wants. And degeneracy at the highest levels, corruption, billions of tax dollars unaccounted for, the Treasury sacked, no respect for law and order, no respect for the Roman armies coming back from all the foreign wars. They still get spit on. Veterans get thrown out of their apartments, get cut off from benefits. Yet they'll bring in millions of third-worlders to show them who's boss. Yeah. We got nation's capital full of carjackers, feral Negroes with guns. It's 99% of them. Just call a spade a spade. There's no need to mince words on my show. That's for other shows. That's for other shows. Not this show. We're beyond that. We're the adults in the room. We see what's happening, and we spell it out. Other shows cover their eyes and ears and cringe. I can't believe why we unset that. I can't believe his caller said this or that. We'll make an effing believer out of you, Mr. and Mrs. America. The election of 2024, and I'll wrap this up, is going to be the most divisive election that any of us have ever seen in my prediction and our economic problems at the same time are rapidly accelerating and global events are rapidly accelerating and threatening to turn all of our lives completely upside down. So I hope that you've been getting prepared. I know I do my preps every week. Last week, for example, I added more water to my compound, and I bought more ammunition. Why? Because I love ammunition. Buying some more guns, too. Because things will, soon, will, will soon start breaking loose, start breaking apart in a major way. Could happen. We hope we can dodge another bullet and keep kicking that can down the street. But... Um, I think at some point we're going to hit a brick wall. And I said that over and over again. America has seen more and more of its most fertile land 
snapped up by communist China. They want to starve us out someday and ship all that food back to China, or, or it will only go to Chinese citizens. We don't even track this stuff. Unbelievable. America needs to change. It's not going to change willingly. It wants, it's going to be dragged to change, kicking and screaming and the gnashing of teeth and the wailing and the crying and the terror and the chaos. You mark my words. America loves to be a little bit left of center. Just look around. And we got by doing that for 50 years. Yeah, things were good. Everyone could be you know, a little liberal, a little this and that. But I think things are coming home to roost in major, major ways. You've got 20, 30, 40% of inflation or more. You've probably got 20, 30, 40% unemployment. You've got skyrocketing homeless. And, um, and they're so pissed off at this Tucker Carlson interview with Putin. Megyn Kelly sat down with Putin. Chris Wallace sat down with Putin. CNN has sat down with Putin. Never a problem there because they're Democrats or rhinos. When Tucker Carlson sits down with Vladimir Putin, I might be in Russia. All hell breaks loose, right? All hell breaks loose. It's amazing. We're watching the last days of Rome. How dare they attack our country? How dare they ruin our future? But you've reached the Von Wiener Show. We're glad you're here tonight. No holds barred. We'll fire first, ask questions later. Get tight, America. We're going nowhere. Thanks be to God. We are a world at war.
Yeah, I enter the Sandman, Metallica, love that song. Great song. Well, man wrote the show recently, and he said, Vaughn, they know exactly what they are doing. Corruption at its worst. People like me are struggling. Blue-collar workers carry a lot on their backs in this nation. Congress will never stop spending, Vaughn. The only thing that will stop this nonsense is a financial collapse such as there was in Germany during the Weimar Republic. Well, as I would tell him, hope springs eternal, right? And with that, let's get to the phones. Let's get to the Gladiator on the Vegas Strip and then the EMP. Gladiator, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing well, man, doing well. Uh, Good, man. Oh, I tell you, a lot happening. And... um, such a big news day. I mean, it was incredible, right? I mean, first, yeah. you know, the the Supreme Court basically is saying, yeah, Trump's on every ballot, number one. Number two, every insurrection word that any prosecution's using, you got to take it out. So it's done. I mean, it's all done, right? I mean, the Democrats yeah. just lost everything. They, they lost their mind today. And then the White House after the Department of Justice report came out, right, from, from the prosecutor, H-U-R, her, who said, yeah. yeah, I did, you know, months of interviews with Biden. He couldn't remember that he was vice president, didn't remember his dead son's <laughs> name, uh, didn't know anything. And then, they, and then the administration thought it was a smart move to let Biden do a press conference today after that report when he was all pissed off. And he confused the Egyptian president's name, saying that he's the president of Mexico. And <laughs> bumbling. And then they had to walk him away from the podium, dude. Like, listen, I know. Listen, they got to they gotta do the 25th Amendment. What sucks about that <laughs> is if you take Biden out, you put so funny. in the presidency. And, you know. <laughs> He's in charge of the nuclear button, bro. Oh. It's making my eyes water just laughing about that. I know. I, it's You know, Paul, it's so bad. I always knew it's so bad. It's funny. I mean, this is our nation. This is the president. I'm not saying the president has ultimate power, but he's still the figurehead, the leader of the country, for God's sake. And our guy can't even find a teleprompter or find the bathroom. You know, I mean, it's pathetic, man. He's wearing the pens. He wears those diapers. There was his, everyone says it stinks around Biden to high heaven. Can you imagine? Yeah. No. Oh, so, terrible. You know, they, they, they bashed, literally bashed the previous President Trump for mental yep. acuity with the nuclear football. That we would just be the nuclear football, boom, you know, just kick the button. And, yep. you know, the, the gentleman who actually held the football lives here. Um, and I met him when I was at the uh, taping. Uh, the mm-hmm. taping. Mm-hmm. Um, and his name's Cash Patel. And uh, he's a mm-hmm. local patriot. And uh, he was with 55 trips with Trump. And he held the nuclear football codes on all 55 trips. And he goes, there was nobody around who was uh, so acute. And so mentally prepared every moment of the day. Then when I was mm-hmm. with Trump, he goes, from what I know, because he knows the person that's holding the football, he knows him, even though they're on the other side of the aisle. He doesn't like him. He just knows who he is. And 
he has actually projected that, yeah, this guy, this guy's not even in charge, man. I don't even know why I'm standing next to him, you know, on the plane, because he's not the one that's going to give yeah. you the direction. So it's proof right. that somebody else behind the scene, like Obama, um, from mm-hmm. the Black Lives Matters building on K Street. You bet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such a bad spot because, you know, the, 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 you mentioned the Putin interview with Tucker. So if, if you're Putin and I'm President Xi and we're already mm-hmm. on the phone every day with each other laughing our ass off at America and this quasi-president, all you and yeah, I are you saying – yeah. So all you and I, all you and I are saying to each other is this. Okay, so if I press through Ukraine and go into Poland, and you press and go into Taiwan, will Barack Obama be the one who would actually declare war on us, or would he be happy that we're doing it because he wants the downfall of America and just to let us do it? Because you're, they already know that Biden's not in control. They know Obama's in control. Oh yeah. Right, I mean, right. You know, they're in the know. I'm sure they got phone calls and some kind of email or whatever. Oh, sure. Here. Or in fact, the Bush aides. That's right. I yeah. said Bush. That, that's a Freudian slip. The Biden aides have been caught texting Obama during work hours. What should we yeah. do? Oh, yeah. They've been caught already doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, here's, here's what anybody can look up online. Go to, go to your Google Maps. And put K Street, Washington, D.C., Black Lives Matters building, and go to all of the satellite images, and you will see that you cannot find a parking space anywhere around that building. It is loaded like the White House should be with a full administration, but at the White House, all the parking spaces are open and available, and that's the sign that no one's in there running anything. So – you know, it, it just puts us in such a bad light that allows Putin and Iran, who's now in charge of Iraq, Hezbollah, Hamas. They've got 300, they have 300 million from the U.S. that Biden gave them that Trump took away, 300 million. And they have in Iraq $200 billion that have been amassed in the, in the country of Iraq that is now Iran now has control of that money. So uh-huh. Iraq, doesn't, Iraq doesn't really you know, pronounce that out there as being the truth, but it is the truth. Iran now controls Iraq. And we have uh-huh. you know, 800 military bases around the world, and we're losing our soldiers, and almost all of them, we're losing two here, three there, added up underneath yep. this guy, underneath this regime, we are losing soldiers. American, young Americans that they want dead so they don't reproduce when they come back home, you know, because they're the heterosexuals that are being killed. Um, you know, God not forbid. Yeah, exactly. Those right. damn yeah. heterosexuals in their sextapades making families. How dare you, America? That's what yeah. they say. It, yeah. You know? It'll, it'll be illegal soon. <laughs> it'll be illegal soon to have children. Um, yeah. And, and it's a confirmed report that on a daily basis, there's not as many children born in the United States as illegal immigrants that the Biden administration is allowing to come over the border. So they're invading right. us faster than we can reproduce. Um, yep. but, but with all the vaccines that they're pumping into these kids now, they're literally killing them with cancer, but by the time they're you know, 25 anyways, 
So they're really not going to produce children no matter what. Um, right. It, you know, we're an insane, insane asylum called the United States of America. Um, it is. So, it's an open-air insane asylum. It's an open-air one. Yep, I agree. With open, open air, borders. Open air, with yeah. open borders. You know, and, and you know, uh, you know where, what I've been, you know, doing here, moving to Vegas and doing some of my business projects. And I'm going to tell everybody out there, look, no holds barred. Make as much money as you can in any way, shape, or form that you can. I don't care if it's legal or illegal. <laughs> Screw it at this point. Because if really? you don't have the capital reserves, when this whole thing literally just falls off the cliff because we're getting there, the, the stagecoach and the horses, they are all going towards the cliff. The horses are actually in line of sight of the edge of the cliff, and they're not stopping. That means the coach is going with it. So get as much money as you can in any way you can. You know, get, get, it, get some cash in your – in your safe and get some gold, silver, some platinum in your safe. Put it in the safe of your house because it's not going to earn much interest in the bank anyways. And when the banks collapse, at least you'll have the cash and the, and the precious you know, gold, silver, and platinum that everybody will take. Um, and at least you can use the cash in your safe to go buy stuff because people will still accept it until it's just worthless. But that'll take a good, you know, 20, 25 years anyways. They can't do it overnight. It's literally impossible. There's too many dollar bills around the globe because at this moment we're still the currency in charge, just not for long, you know. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, it's desperate. It's desperation time. And, you know, I, I live by this rule. With desperation comes inspiration. So if you're not inspired to protect yourself, your family, if you have one, your loved one, your significant other, your wife or husband, whatever it is for you in your life, get as much as you can right now. Just get it. Do what you got to do to get it. You know, don't rob banks. I agree. But do what you can to get it um, and then sock it because you're going to need it. This thing is going to hell in a handbasket real soon. Um, today was such a big news day on, on those three fronts. It was just unbelievable. You know, the, the Supreme Court did the right thing. Even the Democrats on the Supreme Court did the right thing. It's, it's amazing. It'll be, a, it'll be either 9081 or 72, which means some of those Democratic mm-hmm. judges are like, yeah, you can't take him off the ballot. And yes, he did not do an insurrection. So it, it's a double win. Right. And then the report on Biden's complete mental acuity lapse. He has zero, his dementia, all of it, you know, and, and now him doing the press conference and, you know, just stumbling and bumbling worse than he ever has, uh, confirming it. And now we're in, a, we're in a state of limbo where is the cabinet going to do the 25th Amendment? Like, do they want Kamala Harris in charge? Like, does Barack Obama, does Barack Obama oh. have to take and put Kamala up? Like, they're all going to be a disaster. Like, like, what do we do, Barack? What do we do? You know? Yeah, they're asking him. They've been kind yeah. of texting Barack several times. It got so bad where they were texting him during the meeting going, we're in a meeting with Biden. 
Uh, what do you want us to tell them? What do you want us to do? What do you really want us to do? To Barack. Yeah, yeah it's already it's already entered the mainstream news, and they've been caught texting uh, the, the Kenyan Marxists. Can't stand that man. I just and I and I I I knew Paul that when America went a hard left, and when they allegedly voted, and I believe he we he, he won. Um, hard to believe, but there are so many dumb Americans that I've met that voted for Obama. And you'd be surprised how many white people voted for that moron. And um, I knew when the country went Obama, it was gone. I mean, I said, it's gone. I mean, well, yeah, well, it's still good. There's still, you know, you can still pump gasoline and get a job and cash your ch- I'm not talking about that. I'm saying the country as we know it is gone, and we're going to see – a slippery slope happened a lot faster and a lot more slipperier um, well, we're seeing now with the border and everything else. I, I want to just – let me address the 2020 election, though. So what's not been reported is that there's been over 100 Democrats arrested and prosecuted, and out of those 100, 31 went to jail for actually – doing what they were accused of, which was stealing the election. So, for example, you know, in these counties in Pennsylvania um, and Wisconsin, you had more votes that were counted than registered voters. Uh So I really don't believe Biden won. It was papers thrown through the machines to add it up between 1 o'clock in the morning and 7 a.m., because they kept working all night, and they had the video of them working all night. What? Mm-hmm. There's nothing else they could have done. Me and you were watching that at my old residence you in were. Arizona. And yep. at 1 o'clock in the morning, we said, oh, he's up by 7 million votes. He's got all the states. They can't make up you know, more than a million votes in all these seven states. And then all of a sudden, we woke up, and you know, Biden had, had a, a million-vote lead in all those seven states. We're like, that's a 2 million I remember telling you before I left your compound, I said, we'll see in the morning. You went, it's in the bag, baby. I said, I hope no, you're no, right. No, we'll see we in both, the morning. We were both in the bag with my neighbor. It was in we the were, bag. We, Nobody we, said, I thought Trump, no. I thought Trump was going to win, but I said I, 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 I said I, I just had that one percent thing. I said I'm not, I'm not sure. And so I see the the, the final official results, and the official the final case. results were. Disastrous. Unbelievable. Right, but here's the thing. The official result, he already won by 1 a.m. It was over. Oh, I know. The, that was the standard regular vote. I agree. Right. Right. So he won the election. Votes, yeah, the cheating vote That's from what 1 a.m. to about. 7 a.m. Right. Later, to flip the top. Right. Nobody, and nobody that's what they, they went with. That, but nobody the knew they were going to The cheating came in. Well, we had thought about it. I said, yeah, these Democrats, I always say these Democrats are sly bastards and don't put anything past them. And sure enough, it happened, you know, it's happened more than once now. And they've been doing this well, stuff off and on. I, I, I think Trump blew the lid off their cheating for decades. And they freaked out when the lid was blown off. And a lot of Americans for the first time, Paul, got a glimpse of the inner workings of our electoral system and how flawed it is, really. Right. I love yeah. the electoral college. It isn't that. But when they saw, for example, the uh, the uh, ballot harvesting 
those those big fat black ladies shoving you know ballots in those ballot boxes in Georgia and Virginia. And then we saw the one up in Michigan where they boarded up the window. They wouldn't let the the people watch the count. Just well, really watch well, the count. Watch right. democracy in action. They would not allow it. And when they and, and, when, and this is behind a pane glass window. You're probably 30, 40 yards away from or half a football field away from the actual counting. There's no way you can taint it or change it or do anything. You're just looking through a window. So that he was a was a smoking gun right there, right. Well, all that stuff you add it all up, it's fraud, fraud, fraud. Here's, one of the, here's where a lot of the Democrats got arrested and prosecuted. So they thought they were really smart asses, and what they did was they took those blank sheets with one circle, no name, just the one circle marked Biden. So when they threw them through the machines, it would just pick up that one circle. Because it, it already had a code, it didn't need anybody, any voter's name or phone number or anything on it. It just had the dot. So these dumbasses, they all took them home as mementos of how they installed Biden into the White House via the Democratic National Committee's installation. Mm-hmm. So that's where these rates came in, and they found them, whether they found them in their homes or their offices. Uh, at their regular jobs because they're all, you know, they were all volunteers. So yeah, he, he Trump won the election, but now we're here and we've got this senile, dementiated old man who obviously isn't making any decisions, and choices, but he's the face of it, showing weakness to the world. And then you've got mm-hmm. Black Lives Matters building in on K Street in Washington D.C. making all the decisions. And now they've got to decide, do we keep this dementiated old man in diapers up for re-election, or do we you know, push him out with the 25th Amendment by the cabinet and put Kamala in charge, laughing, cackle, idiot? Or right. do we say, look, um, I'll take a third and fourth term, that's Barack talking, by having my wife take the nomination and let Gavin Newsom be the vice president – and then I'll just run it from from the vice president's house, letting my wife just at least walk into the building every day pretending to be president. But I'll be president for another eight years, and this will give me 20 years total, eight for my own, four for God, Biden. I know. Through my wife's name. It is, a, it is a nightmare that what you just said there is a nightmare that I used to think about, and it's hard to believe the nightmare has come true. We have a – Kenyan black Marxist calling the yep. shots. And, yep. you know, this is why America is having a lot of problems because Barack Hussein Obama wants the control. Well, he wants to destroy America, destroy the republic or what's left of it. He wants Marxism to come in and with, you, you, you will see it coming and destroy the white middle class and kill as many whites as possible in foreign Even wars. Though- Listen, even though Barack Obama is half white, he wants to kill all the white people. Well, you know the old phrase about that. If anybody's, uh, you know, so-called half white or half black, they always err on the black side because one, one, one blood drop of Negro makes you a Negro on the street. They don't need to be yeah. 100% because most of them are already yeah. since the slaves and plantations anyway. Uh, no, they'll, yeah. they'll always err on the side of the black because 
And our cultural war, that's also a component of this, isn't it all Negro, 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 black, 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 brown, 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 brown. They promote the rap music, the hip-hop, the culture, the fashion. I mean, he wouldn't pick white. No, he'll pick Negro every every time. He likes to play like he's white, but he really is a – He's, he's nothing but a Kenyan Negro Marxist, all Barack is, who hates yep. America. And then, then there's one other story that's going to rear its ugly head soon, and um, all your listeners should know about this. So nobody in the Western world or the Eastern world is saying anything about this. But you've got a black communist who's going to become the leader of South Africa, and he's a militant, and he is calling – for all of the white South Africans, including the white South African farmers, to be murdered by the black yep. South, South Africans. And you can look it up, folks. He is calling for murder. Yep. He's putting people in soccer stadiums and having them chant, murder, murder, murder. And he's going to win the election because he's by far way ahead of anybody else. He's a black communist. Yep. And no world leader is speaking out against him whatsoever. And all of these reporters are asking him, like, you're, you're serious about killing the white people in South Africa? He goes, look, every revolution has murder and killing in it. I'm not saying, That's right. I'm not saying yes, it's going to happen on day one, but every revolution. It's going to happen. It's already happened. Right? Yep. They've been and killing whites for, for a decade down there. Yeah. They well, want more of it. They want, they want the genocide. Not, not in South, not in South Africa, because the white people have been in charge. So he's calling for. No, they've had killings in South Africa. They've had a lot of black killings in, of 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 a white farmers in South Africa. No, yes, they have. Yet. They've had quite no, they, a bit. No, they did that in Rhodesia, and they destroyed they the country. Also, well, I don't want to argue, you, but no, they, I've been I've been talking to South African guys on other chats, and I've been reading the the, uh, the news. They have had killings of white farmers. In South Africa, what you're saying is absolutely true. Well, I, They're I going to up the ante even more. I think that was the floodgates open. Yeah. But basically, basically, he came in from Rhodesia into South Africa, and that's what they right. did in Rhodesia. They killed. Now they that's just killed right. all the farmers. They there were black farmers, and they killed their own farmers, which meant there was no food, and you know that whole country is no longer existent. It's under a different name now, and it's a complete yep. mess. They're going to do the same thing to South Africa. So what I can anticipate is this. Wait till you start seeing on the Mexican border all of the white South Africans who want to come into America. And they won't let them in because they're white. They won't let them in. Now, there's, they're the wrong there's color. Already the wrong flavor. Large, there's, all, there's already a large percentage of black Western Africans, Western part of Africa, who are at the southern border now, along with all the Chinese young militant military men. They're black. Right. And they're getting in. But but watch. It's going to be a massive flood of people, white South Africans. I'm just telling you, because where else are they going to go? I'd love to have the white South Africans in America. We need more whites in America. That I have no problem with. But Europe's not going to take them. Europe's not going to take them. That's right. And the the cartels will say, just like they have all the instructions for everybody else in the world, give us $10,000 and we'll get you into America. Come on into Mexico, and the South Africans will go, the whites. Um, but that's going to be the next flood. 
And if and if we don't yep. take control of the administration, Congress, Senate, and the House, they're going to open the door the door up even larger to let any anybody that's not an American into America. That's right. And you know what, Paul? They, they want. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, man. Well, they think that anybody that comes into America from another country is going to vote Democratic, and that's why the Democrats want them. Irregardless, right. they don't they don't they don't ask them if they're Democrat or Republican or who they sympathize with. They're just going to let them in. Right. So, right. And my thing yeah, is, what's what, happening what, in South Africa is, is what they want to happen to America. They want the whites over here slaughtered. Sure, they do. That's why they're bringing in millions of black and brown militant people from third world countries who who hate America. They're from countries that hate America and hate whitey, and they're trying to gin it up over here. So what you see over in South Africa and places, folks, that's probably five, ten years away from America. It might. It, I'm serious. They they want to import that crap too. Right. Stay armed, America. The, Stay heavily armed. And these prosecutors in the cities. So you probably you probably followed a little bit of this. So Alvin mm-hmm. Bragg had the seven uh, South American juveniles who beat up the two police officers he let them go free of all charges because even though there was video of them doing this to the police officers in grand central station he said there wasn't enough evidence he caught hell fire for that and they they put those seven on planes to california and then he caught so much hell that one of the attorneys uh, the assistant, one of the assistant attorney generals, called the grand jury and had all seven indicted. And now they now they can't find them in California. They're gone. They don't know where they <laughs> are. They'll never get them back to New York. Um, They'll never get them on, back. It's going on in Chicago, New York, all the major cities, yep. Baltimore, Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, and, and that's gonna that's gonna multiply. Because it we is. don't even know who's in our country, the 10 million people. That was just seven. We don't. It's a mess, man. It's a mess. It, it, it is a great call, man. We covered a lot of ground. Good to hear your voice, man. We'll talk some more. You know yeah, that. All right, everybody. Have, have a great night. night. You bet. From the Las Vegas Strip, the Gladiator. Well, I've always said that, uh, and you can take this to the bank, what you see again in South Africa and what you see in Europe with the Muslim hordes going in there, they want that mayhem, that chaos, that violence to come to America. That is why they are allowing in all these people, brown and black, especially brown and black. I've seen a couple of white Ukrainian Russian guys come through. It's a trickle. They're either Asian or black and brown, 99%. Now, if we have a bunch of um, white South African farmers with rifles, yeah, they can come in all day long as far as I am concerned. They're for German-Dutch descent. That's what we need in this country, you know. But, uh, yeah, we don't. I don't see millions of white guys from Austria, Belgium, Germany, Italy, France trying to get into our border. Any border video from Fox News to CNN, they always walk by them. I love this when they walk by them. Where are you from? I am from Zimbabwe. You know, they, they make that funny noise like in South Park. Where are you from? I am from Kenya. I am from the Congo. I am from um, Hills Half Acre. I am from Satan's kingdom. <laughs> I am from Syria. I am from Iraq. 
I am from Afghanistan. I'm here to kill Americans. Oh, wonderful. Come right on in. Where are you from? I am Mujahideen. I have American blood on my hands. And I am a child rapist. Oh, wonderful. Come on into America. You're welcome. You're exactly what we want. And where are you from, sir? Well, um, I am from Venezuela. I am from a, a very violent gang. I hate America. I want to impose a communist regime. And when the UN gives me rifle, I will shoot you and kill you and your family. And I will rape your daughter in front of you before I kill you all. Oh, wonderful. You're the kind of guy we want. Come on in. That's what's going on. Over and over. I mean, these guys, some of them are pretty blatant. They go, oh, yeah, I just, I was, and then some of the Chinese go, we were told to come here. They're ordered to come here by the CCP, the People's Liberation Army. They're ordered to come up here. They're told to come up here, get in position, suck up the benefits. It's kind of like what they told MAGA. You know, like what they said, stand by, stand back, right? So they're coming up here to stand by and stand back and wait for your orders. People say, oh, there, there, there won't be any orders. Uh, how the hell there won't be. They got all their people in position. It's pre-placement of military assets. I see those crying women and children. Oh, yes, you'll see the occasional photo op of the pregnant Hispanic woman who wants to drop her baby the minute she walks over the border and she'll claim asylum. You got a lot of those. But 99% military-aged men coming over, and they're all special ops guys from China. They're going to be very good at blowing up your bridges and dams and your nuclear power reactors. They're going to be maybe being a suicide bomber if they're a Mujahideen kind of a guy. They're going to take a big semi-truck and, and, you know, run over 100 people on the Las Vegas Strip. God forbid that never happens. And they'll say, as they're doing it, because they think they're going to get 70 fucking virgins up in their hellhole. This is what's going on. So that's why I tell you to arm yourself heavily, America. And Republicans, well, we of the right wing have our own enemies out there. But if you're a real tried and true Republican, this is what they think of you. So, so cool. Well, yeah, I've been studying the um, South Africa thing for quite a while, too. We, I go to chats. I talk to guys from all over the world. And um, uh, uh, South Africa has had a long history of uh, farmers. Uh, the blacks down there uh, have had a saying called kill the boar, B-O-E-R, for the Dutch farmer for many, many years. America is resembling the early stages of South Africa. And yet Rhodesia, right next door, had a big war back when I was a kid. And um, it was the white people who flipped Rhodesia from a 
failing African economy into a vibrant country overnight. And when that happens, what do the blacks do? The blacks kick out the whites, and they wonder why they're starving and hungry. White South Africans have been getting massacred for decades. They've been getting hit over there, left and right. You can just Google it, Google um, anything like that, folks. Um, it's amazing what's happening. And Gladiator's right, the, uh, that new leader's even worse. Nelson Mandela, remember that Marxist? He was nothing but a communist. Martin Luther King in our country was nothing but a communist. Same thing. Blacks love communism. Why? Because they can take the money from whitey, punish whitey, and give it to themselves. That's why they, that's why they love it. It's amazing, man, what's happening out there. They're already saying that now in America. I just boil it down for you. When the um, Democrats say, we want diversity, equity, and inclusion. To me, the street translation is kill Whitey. Blame Whitey and kill Whitey. Just say what you want. Just say it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just high time for them to say what's really going on. And um, it is what it is.
Love that the John Adams theme. We'll get to EMP here in a moment. Two things I've noticed about most uh, Republicans, they don't, don't get me wrong, folks, the Marxist Democrats are far worse. They're just done about a bunch of commies. But the Republicrats, I'm a nationalist, so I can criticize them. Because I used to be a Republican, and I know how they think. I know how most of them think, and, and, and there's three personality traits that I've noticed about them over the years um, that are more and more glaring to me all the time. I'll tell you what they are. The first one is, for most cucks, is they always love to say that they're colorblind. Are you still colorblind, America? Really? You're still colorblind with millions of black and brown people coming over here, and you don't care. And you say, well, I don't care, because the media has brainwashed you not to care. That is why you say that. If you're a white suburban family bringing in hostile people from Africa and the third world, and you sit there in a Phoenix suburb or Dallas suburb or Florida, wherever you're at, and you say, I don't care. And they always have this phrase, I don't care, Von Wiegut, unless it affects me directly until they knock on my door. Well, Sherlock, they're going to knock on your door. They're going to come inside and kill everybody. That's so extreme. They always say that. But yet they do it overseas. They do it all the time overseas. If people ever read any international news, I'm always looking at international news. Why? Because I know that what happens internationally with all these Jewish groups bringing these people over is going to happen here. It just is. It is what it is. And the other thing I notice about most most Republicans is they love to say they're colorblind. That's number one. And they always say, I don't acknowledge race. I acknowledge only the content of someone's character. Well, it sounds real pious. I get it. You're trying to sound real high and mighty, and you're above it all. No one's above it all, okay? Let's just keep that. No one's above it all. If you think you're above it all, wait till they shove a knife or shank you in the street, and you'll see how, how much you're above it all, you know. Typical cucks walk around thinking they're safe in a black neighborhood. They get murdered or their girlfriend gets raped, and they go, well, I never knew life was like that. I never knew these things were going to happen to me. And they happen, if they happen time and time again. Also, Republicans have this fascination with with the word legal. It's But all these people came over, it was legal, legal immigration. I am for millions of people coming over to America if they are of white European stock, like the founding of the country. If I can bring over a million German guys, we'll bring them over. Even though I know they've been socialist, Democrat, dumbed down, we can whip them into shape in no time in America. Austrians, bring them in. Belgians, Danish, Swedes, Norwegians, Finnish, Italians, French, I want them all. Luxembourg, bring them over. Even the Russians, bring them over. Ukrainians, bring them over. That's what. That's who should be. That is who exactly who should be immigrating to America. The legal route. The problem is we got so many people coming over. I've always said I don't want any more legal or any more illegal, unless they are literally a rocket scientist or a brain surgeon. Third thing that Republicans do, they have, they have this fascination with the country of Israel, and if you ever bring up Israel. 
they'll say, oh, you shouldn't say that. Oh, that's anti-Semitic. That's the most stupidest thing ever to say. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Most of the Jews in Israel are not what you call Semites, if you research the word. I won't go into it. It's a long rabbit hole. But basically by saying it's a Jewish trick to say you're anti-Semitic. It's designed to shut you up, to muzzle you, to uh, stop the debate. Stop. They hate it when you put the spotlight on the rat. How dare you even bring that up? Can't stand it, can they? Yeah. Uh, you'll notice that why is America's foreign policy intertwined with the little Jewish state of Israel? Why are we so intertwined with this? I've always said Israel has a right to exist. I'm not against Israel existing. There will always be Jews in the world. Israel has a right to exist. 1948, UN Charter, done. After World War II, the Jews won the war, pretty obvious to me, and they got their country. And they got the going to fight it for them. If you, if you want to know the real truth of World War II, they got millions of white guys to die in the battlefield so they could have their country. Okay. They have a right to exist. And so my point is, Republicans love Israel. They think it's this religion. As long as America is aligned with Israel, we're going to be safe. And we're going to be okay. And it's God's ordainment, right? We're anointed by God to protect little Israel. Little precious Israel. And the Jew guy in Tel Aviv goes, thank you, America, Mr. Goldstein. Please wire over $200 billion tomorrow. And they have a gun to our head. If you don't, the Jew says, I will call you <laughs> anti-Semitic. <laughs> and the next day, Mr. Goldstein goes to his big account from America, and there's $200 billion that we just printed the night before by Federal Reserve Chairman Yellen. That, that's how it works, basically. And in a nutshell, America's afraid to be called anti-Semitic. And the Republicans are, be, are afraid of being called names. Names hurt them. Don't call me a racist. Don't call me anti-Semitic. See? And that's a weakness. When you're afraid of being called a name, you're weak. Mentally weak. Because you haven't taken the time to think of a proper comeback. You haven't taken the time, as I have, through these things. Why did they call you that? And then even the Jews will say it's a Jewish trick. We've been called you anti-Semitic since the days of Trotsky. The Trotsky invented word. The Bolshevik communist word, anti-Semitic. It was never really used until the Soviets, the um, Jewish Bolsheviks, took over Mighty Russia. And don't forget the Jews killed the Tsar and his family and his pets. That's another rabbit hole we can go down. But these are things that I've noticed about the Republicans. Um, I don't worship Israel. I want America. I'm the true blue America first guy, as you'll ever meet. I want America to have our own separate foreign policy. I want America to be separate and distinct and do our own thing. I do not want us intertwined with Israel or Bolivia or Peru or Mexico or Greenland. I don't care who the hell, I don't care who it is. America should have its own foreign policy. Period, dot, decimal point. Why we align ourselves with a country that is so hated, it only brings problems to America. Only brings us hardship, heartbreak when our soldiers die. And our treasure is gone. 
It's all because we've aligned ourselves with a small country with no natural resources that we can use in the name of some kind of biblical passage, blah, blah, blah. Teaming up with Israel is like teaming up with a guy in high school that might fight with you, but you're going to lose in the long run. You're going to lose, lose, lose. And what have I seen America do in my lifetime is lose wars, lose treasury, lose service people. We've and, and Israel has been wildly successful. I got to give Mr. Goldstein credit in Tel Aviv. They got America to get embroiled in the Middle East. What they always wanted was America not to sit here and be fat, dumb, and happy. I want America to sit here and be fat, dumb, and happy. I want America to be out of their business, out of those wars. Let's get rich. Let's be prosperous. Let's build up these our white families, our white communities in America, and stop giving our sons or blood or treasure to Israel and all other Middle East wars. Israel was, has been wildly successful in their PSYOP and their foreign policy. I have to give the Jew credit. He got America involved in their business. And for that, we give them billions of dollars a year. Every day we give them billions of dollars. Most Americans don't know this in aid and equipment. Again, they have a right to exist. I want the Jews to fight their own war. Let's see who let's see who comes out on top. The Arab nations or the Jewish army. I don't to me I don't really care. And they've been fighting with each other for five thousand years. It's not gonna change a damn thing. They've been doing this for it's, it's biblical. Biblical times. I don't care who wins. I want us out. It's not our fight, not our business. Yeah, lob over a few rockets, kill a few terrorists that attack our interests in Europe. Absolutely. I'm not saying to clam up and do nothing. Roll up into a, uh, you know, a napkin. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, be active and engaged in the world. Don't align your foreign policy with Israel. Don't let Israel lead America around by the nose and tell us what to do. That is where I draw the line. And uh, until Americans figure it out, we're going to have more and more problems. We'll have more and more no-win wars. And they're going to ask, now Now they're already talking about a draft for your kids. We're going to draft them and send them over there. Why? Because our greatest ally has asked it. And whenever the ally wants, the ally gets. Israel, our greatest ally. Really? Really? I've never seen an ally that stabs America in the back so damn much. And with that, let's get to uh, EMP and then the Jake Vegas. EMP, you've been on the air before. How are you doing in the Louisiana swamp, sir? Oh, man, I'm doing great, you know. Here's the deal. Good to hear your voice. I want to thank Jake in Vegas and Gladiator for doing yes. and the rest of the people in Nevada for doing their job and putting an end to Nikki Haley. Another brown yeah, woman. Yeah. I'm not gonna be led by her. No. The white man's not gonna be led by Vivek or Nimaratas, period. Not gonna no. happen. And that's and that's the thing. Think about this. They did 
I mean, remember the great Richard Pryor? He did this movie called uh, Funny Guy. Uh, yeah, Brewster's Millions. And well, we know the premise of that movie, but part of that movie was he had to spend the money. So what did he do? He spent the money on an election for, I guess, mayor or whatever it was, and he ran under none of the above. Basically, yeah. how they how we basically got rid of, you know, him, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Nimrata, you know, that none of the above, and that's great. That's a death. That what happened in Vegas, what happened in Nevada, is a death blow to. Nimrata Haley, you know, it is. Love it. Love it. You know, and that's Love that. Now, now as, far as, uh, as far as the other things that are happening, uh, look, here's the deal. First off, the, the, two of Trump's wives, the third one was born here, but two of Trump's wives are the exact kind of stock that you want, European, white, European stock, right? Uh, Ivana, uh-huh. Ivana, and now Melania, they are white European. And I'm, I, I agree with you. I want Russians. I want, uh, I want yeah. uh, uh, Georgians. I want Ukrainians. I want Polish. I want, That's you what know, we need. Friends. We don't need more guys from Zimbabwe and the fucking Congo. Seriously. You know, that that type of stuff, you know. Now, I don't know if you've seen the whole Putin interview with uh, our friend Tucker Carlson, but what Putin did, people going, well, he was rambling and all that stuff, but what Putin did was something that we haven't had done in, 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 in our schools, and he gave a history lesson of why... Ukraine mm-hmm. and Russia, the history lesson for Ukraine and Russia, you know, and basically, yeah. you know, it, it, I mean, he went all the way back to the Middle Ages for this stuff. And people, yeah. oh, oh, he's rambling and it's all, it's all stuff, but no, it's a history lesson. And you needed to have that history lesson to get, to get you to the point of where you now, well, where we understand that the, what's happening in Ukraine is basically a family feud, and you don't, we don't want to be there. That's right. It's, it's like, not our fight. It's like and Putin knows history. And, yeah, the Western media guys go, oh, this is so boring. Well, I've seen highlights of that, and I'm going, no, our Western media guys are stupid, educated fools from Ivy League schools, a lot of them, who don't know much about history or anything. They are dumbasses. And it, it, the only thing that, that uh, they know is about the last 20, 30 years of history. Putin can, can pick up dates from medieval times, pre-Russian history, and blow their minds away. And they always say, Where, where'd you get that? How'd you know? Because he's smarter than you, dumbass. That's why he knows. I've always said I would rather have Putin as the president of America, and we give Biden to Russia. Unfortunately, it's back asswards. We got to stick with the, with the dementia dumbass Biden. That's where we're yeah. at. Sad. Uh, right, and that's the thing. And look, here's the deal. 
I don't like Putin. Putin is he's oh, I do like him. I do like Putin. I, he's, yeah, he's right, a he's very good for Russia. Very good for Russia. Yep. yep. Smart and guy. Don't underestimate him. Who, when when he asked him who blew up that pipeline, he said, well, he asked the question back, who has the ability and the technical know-how to do that? That was the question. You know, that was the question that Putin asked him, and you, you know the answer to that question, right? It's us. That's right. We did that. We're we're at war with Russia. We've been pulling these stunts, and these stunts around the world are going to get us nuked. I'm telling you, something big is going to happen, and they've already said it. They have recently said it. Medvedev, who is, as you know, Putin's right-hand man, has said are the Western powers are out of fucking control by saying, we're going to go into Russia. We're going to carve it up. We're going to attack them. It, they are using a 1980 Ronnie Reagan playbook of the world that is no longer valid or relevant or useful. The world changed a lot in 40, 45 years since Ronnie Reagan talked about big, bad Russia. It's changed, and these guys haven't caught up. Haven't they heard of the yeah, Russian? Yeah, yeah. It, it imploded. The, the Berlin Wall came down. The oligarchs came into power. Do I have to tell them everything? Okay. Oligarchs came into power. Here's the, here's the fast history of Russia, last 20 years. They wanted the strongman Putin, and Putin controls the oligarchs, who are, who are like their Bill Gates-style billionaires, the titans of industry. Mm-hmm. He tells them... Where to go and what to do, okay? And um, basically, he runs Russia. If he has a problem, he goes to an oligarch. Some of them have mouthed off at him in foreign capitals and got whacked. That's the Russian way. He said, I allow you to make billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I will not allow you to go to London and badmouth me at cocktail parties and talk smack about me or my, or my wife or my country. That's treason. And then he tells us KGB, kill him. I don't, I, you know what? I hate to say it. Don't blame him. Don't really blame him. Mm-hmm. You go to foreign lands and you think you're safe in London. You think you're safe? These guys don't watch many James Bond movies. There's intelligence apparatus all over the world. I always tell you the world's great in camouflage. I said this a million times on my show. It's a spider's web. Of intrigue. That's why I played the James Bond song in my monologue to remind you. There's spies everywhere. Secret, we have them in our country. Terrorist cells, secret agents, assassins. Putin has, he, that's, look, he knocks off one oligarch about a decade. And the rest stay in line, if you notice. And he goes, if, mm-hmm. if you don't like it, I want to seize your fucking yacht. And your and your DACA, your beautiful villa on the Black Sea, and now your wife and all your girls are my whores. How about those apples? And I'm going to lock you up in a damn Russian prison. And he does. He does. He has his own Gitmo over there, and he's locked up those billionaires. A couple of them, 
thought they were bigger than, says, you're not bigger than Putin. And don't ever think you are. I allow you to live really well. And all I ask in return is a little bit of respect and discretion. If you can't do that, Mm -hmm. fuck you. I'm on Putin's side there. Whenever I read the Beyond the Headline, I read what the oligarch did. Selling secrets to London, being a possible double agent. I'm not blaming Putin for going, this guy's a spy. Or a possible spy. Talking smack about me and Mother Russia. I don't blame him at all. No, he makes sense to me. I can do business with Putin. Dan, guys, I'm a lot like him. I get that. I don't mm-hmm. get Biden. America, we're the half-assed Western country, and Putin's right. Medvedev said that we yeah. have to use and go nuclear. If we're attacked by NATO, we're going nuclear. They're already telling you. And they've got hypersonic missiles that cannot be stopped. We don't. We don't have any hypersonic missiles. We've got ICBMs. But those hypersonics can wipe out your ICBM fleet. Estimated 40 to 60% will never get out of the ground or more. Some say 90%. In other words, Russia may get hit by one or two, maybe. But they'll will be destroyed over here. They're playing with fire, man. Mm-hmm. And they have no, that's the authorities have no freaking clue. And no, they're not smarter than this show. They're not. They're plainly not. They're a bunch of pricks. The power mm-hmm. beltway, they're trying to get American news. And that's one way they can cover up all their crimes. Because in war, Biden, there would be no election. Biden would win by default. And they can, they can kill Trump and say it's a Russian assassin. This anti-Russia thing has gone way out of control. I'm not saying Russia is an ultra boy. They're not. And they're not supposed to be. They never have been. Who the hell cares? We're not playing with the Salvation Army. You're playing with Mother Russia. They have a long mm-hmm. history of killing their enemies. That's t- rule number one with Russia. They kill their enemies. And I don't blame them. I really don't. That's all. Go ahead, sir. Yep. My rant is over. You know, and, you know, and, and, and think about this. Trump has always said that he got, he, get, he got along with Putin. And I think I know why Putin, he got along with Putin. He, didn't, he don't like Putin. I mean, uh, he got along with him because Putin's just like Trump. He's a transactional guy. He's a right. He wants to do business. He wants to do business. He don't want to make war. He wants to do business. Now, granted, the Ukraine, Ukraine, you, the thing in Ukraine is good for business for Putin. But that's that's not the point. He'd rather do business than to do war. And Trump understands that. You know. Right. And and that's the thing. And and. The reason why we're going to war, I think the reason why we're going to war with Putin, they want to go to war with Putin, is because they're not getting payments from Putin like they're getting from Ukraine, from uh, China. You got it. You know? Putin's not playing their game. 
He's not playing That's their right. central bank game. You know, and Putin's a lot like Hitler. They don't have some big Jewish central bank over there. No. He's got the Bank of Russia. No. They don't have any of that over no. there. They don't, And the Western bankers don't like that. We can't make any money off Russia. We can't plunder them. We can't squander them and invade and cut them up into 20 different countries. Look, if, 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 if Russia was the Soviet bear that I grew up with with Brezhnev and freaking Khrushchev saying we're going to bury you, I'm an American first guy. But that's, they've changed a lot. And they're not, they are not a teddy bear. They are the Soviet bear. My point is, we don't have the weapons that we used to have while we were sleeping, figuring out transgender bathrooms and doing all this faggotry in America and degenerate crap. They were building hypersonic missiles. And by the way, in Russia, they have civil defense bunkers for their people. America's got none of that. Because we don't care about our people. Remember, we're a corporation. We're not really a country, are we? It shows. No. They don't care about you. This is this is what I said in 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 the last show, EMP. America is a silly country. We care so much about the borders of Ukraine. We care so much about the borders of Israel. It must remain a Jewish state, by God. We don't care one rat's ass about the borders of America, the border of Texas, the borders of California. What we do in America is classic Americana. Do everything half-assed. What do I mean by that? Send over a Border Patrol guy named Pablo, wearing a brown uniform and a badge, Como, como, senor? And they just stand there while, and they're told to stand out and do not engage. But we're, the, but we're that shiny badge for the photo op. Well, they literally walk in front of him, hundreds of people who go, hola, hola, amigo, como estas? Me, me bien, puta gusto. Well, you come over by thousands. It's a joke. This country is a and joke. And here's the deal, uh, Vaughn. Think about this. When you, even when you do get a good, you know, brown person that does his job and Stephen Ramos and Copion, what happened to them? Ramos and Copion, one of them shot the guy in the ass. Didn't shoot him in the head. Shot him in the ass, and he spent some time in jail because they did it. They did their job. Yep, I know. You know, and it's and, it's and just to your you point know, about the border. Yeah, uh, uh, to your point about the border, you're you're in Phoenix, right? You're in Arizona, right? Yep. So your bunker is Correct in Arizona, you, senor. right? So <laughs> yes, sir. See, 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 What? What has been done to that border fence to make it just not not gun, not good? Because well, what they have done with that border fence, those gates mm-hmm. on that border fence, they've been fucking welding them open. I know. Well, for our multicultural audience, I'm trying to uh, be sensitive and caring by talking poquito espanol. Uh, si, yep. señor EMP. Um, si, señor. Yep. 
we see we we cut the uh, we cut the cable and we cut the border to make it fair for all Spanish-speaking indigenous people to come over to this country. This isn't your country, EMP. This is our country. It's northern Mexico. They might call me a beaner. I like tacos, but we call it Aslan. Aslan is California, Arizona, and parts of Texas, senor. And it's all ours. Mm -hmm. It's no longer yours. And your president, Biden, we love him because he lets us come over for free, senor. Yeah. How's that? That's my multicultural segment for you out there in Radio Land. Hope you like it. I sort of disagree with you about the white Africans, right? Yeah, you're gonna have you. You maybe gonna have somebody like our friend Mr. Musk, who is who is who is the richest African American in 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 uh, in uh, yeah. in, in the nation. But he's white and he's from Africa, right? So, but here's the deal: wholesale immigration of white people. No, they don't want white people. They don't want the South Africans, they don't want, you know, Russians and Georgians and Ukrainians and Polish, Polish and, and all these, and your, and your crew, the Vikings, you know, from Norway and Sweden and Denmark, they don't want those guys. They want, you know, the Ethiopians and the Egyptians and, the, you know, and you can go down the litany of the list of people in you know in in these countries that they want. They don't want the whites. They want the blacks and the Hispanics and the this and the that. You know, well, certain Hispanics they want, right? Well, that's they what I'm talking about. People. That's what I'm saying. Is they don't want the whites. They want the browns and the blacks. Well, ask yourself why is that their agenda? That's the deeper question. Right. The answer is very simple. These are your replacements, America. It is the great replacement theory. It's no longer a conspiracy theory. It's very obvious, even to a fifth grader, when you look at the border, and I don't care which newscast you look at, look at the people. They're all brown and black from third world countries. And mainly, they're also military-age males on top of that. It just is what okay. it is. Okay. No way. There's no way to candy coat it. I I agree with you about the black Americans, but here's the deal: the black American culture and the black American family has been destroyed by these policies. I mean, think about it. Back in the 50s and 40s and 50s and 60s, the black American family was really strong, and what did they do? They took it and they disgraced society and all that stuff and they destroyed it. There's no men in the family. There's no, you know, is there? Well, they, they voted for Democrats. Uh, the Democrat Party is the is the communist Marxist. They're anti-family. They're anti-white family. They're anti-black family. They told the blacks vote for us and we'll give you free uh, checks and benefits, and a lot of them did. That was the trade-off. We'll give you cash for destruction, and they took the cash. 
They can't sit there and bitch about it because they took all that money, welfare money, food stamps for generations, lived off the government. Now, it, was, it still is the fact that if you're a welfare mama, if you're a black baby mama, the more kids you have, the more money you get. They don't tell you that yep. always in yep. on NBC News. That's how it works in the offices. I know that because mm-hmm. I just know that that's a fact. They gave you a little bit of more that, money. That's that, why it was an incentive for the black women to have to get to be pregnant all the time. Mm-hmm. They got a bigger and bigger and bigger government check. And in their eyes, I'm repopulating America with my Negro kind. So to them, it was a double whammy. And, um, right. you know, and, and that's the way it is. Now, and now we're starting to see inklings of basically the black male community waking up to the fact of how bad it's been over the last 50 or 60 years uh, yeah. for, for them. And when, they, when, when MSNBC sends people into a black barbershop and asks them, who they're going to vote for, uh, they're going, and they're saying Trump, they now oh, know. Oh, that's that black that, Trump vote. The magical Negro is going to propel Trump to victory yet again, right? Don't don't buy it. It's all media saying, BS. I'm not saying, right, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying right. this, in this particular place, when they went, when that report, that black reporter from yeah. MSNBC that, to that particular barbershop, these particular yeah. guys said that. I'm not saying it's going to yeah. be bad. Oh, I get you. I, I get you. I'm, I'm just being uh, – it's my yeah. smart-ass, sarcastic mouth, and they got the best of me. No, yeah. I know what to yeah, I, yeah. I want all the blacks to vote for yeah. Trump. I know most of them will not. But when I see those things, yeah, yeah there yeah. are sincere black guys who love Trump, no doubt about it. But they're 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 a minuscule amount of the electorate. It's terrible right. math. Right. They'll never now, propel you now, to victory ever. Now, granted, so don't waste your time now, on them. Right now, granted though, there are polls that have said that the black community and basically black males, the black the black community mm. is going to go for Trump at a twenty five percent clip. But that's I don't I don't trust. I that. don't buy but that. I don't either. Here's the deal, though. If they if they go if they if they cut that in a half or cut that by ten percent and say fifteen yeah. percent, I would buy that, and that's a death blow to the Democrats at fifteen percent. If they don't get mid nineties from the black vote, they only get in the basically. Oh, I know. 80%, you know. Don't, don't, don't trust the polls, EMP. Hey, man, good to, good to talk to you. Don't trust those polls, polls, sir. Thanks for calling the show, man. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Have a great night. Let's get to Jake Vegas. And on the Vegas Strip, how you doing, Mr. Jake Vegas? Good to see you. Last week when I was at Caesars Palace and we uh, shared a meal over there. Good to see you, man. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Thank you. You uh, treated me very well. We uh, ate like Roman gods over there at Caesar's Palace. Yeah. It was good times. Good times. Damn uh, straight. Tonight is, uh, you know, I'm sending you a welcome from Las Vegas. We're having the uh, Republican Caucus tonight, 
And uh, plenty uh-huh. of good news coming out of that, at least for the moment. It looks like they've got uh, 1% reporting from all the precincts and 97% going for Donald Trump, 362 votes. Um, Thank the only God. Other person that's on the on the ballot over there is Ryan Binkley, who I have never even heard of. He's got nine votes. Ryan Binkley? Um, is that a Jew? Yeah. I've, yeah. I'd, it's got to be know. some big ego Jew. Mr. Brian Finkley on uh, on the ballot. Yeah, with a name like Fink, that's a Jewish name. Funny as hell, well, though. Well, you know, what was in the news Love recently it. here was we just had, the, uh, we just had the, the, the Nevada primary. And see, this is very interesting because uh, Nevada is – and here in Nevada, we've got the, the state-run primary. And then shortly after that, we have the Republican caucus. And the reason that we mm-hmm. have that is because our state got taken over in the legislature by the Democrats, and they wanted to put in a state-controlled vote for the primary. And the Republican Party, to their credit, said no. We don't want that. We want the caucus. The votes are more reliable. We do not have voting machines there. We do not have mail-in ballots there. You have to come in per- in person, which kind of worked against me tonight because I had to work and I couldn't get over the caucus. I was going to be a delegate for Donald Trump, which I was in 2016. But I could not make it tonight because I had to work. And this is kind of interesting because I don't, I'm sure you saw this in the news that uh, Nikki Haley was on the ballot for the primary. Donald Trump and Vivek Ramaswamy were not on the, the state-issued ballots for the primary. Um, uh-huh. Nikki Haley and Mike Pence were on the ballots, and they both lost to none of the above. None of the above candidates received 47,132 votes at 63%. Nikki Haley came in at 22,600 votes. Mike Pence got it. A measly 2,899. Uh, and then Nikki went on to uh, the news when she was confronted with this embarrassing loss to none of these candidates. And she blamed her loss on Donald Trump. She said that Donald Trump had rigged the primary. Um, Donald Trump didn't have anything to do with the primary. It was the Democrats' yeah. primary. The Republican Party had nothing to do with it, and uh, she wants to blame Trump. Now, does this make her an election denier? How come the uh, how come Um, the the uh, yes, Nimarata, the election denier? Yes, uh huh. That's my big. That's my big. Oh yeah, she was saying that whole last year, and she was also saying that uh, you don't have a right to be anonymous on the internet. I need to know who you are and where you live. Yes, and I want to know all the donors to Nimarata. I want to know their names and where they live and who these people are who are funding her. All these secret anonymous people. All that Wall Street Jew money she's getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She can play at that game. You know? Yeah, for sure yeah. she is a she is being propped up by a Democrat donors. They're hoping that she is on the ballot. That Donald Trump their 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 strategy is to put Donald Trump in prison or completely off the ballot. Which is another big uh, breaking news story tonight. That we should talk about is that uh, the Supreme Court of the United States was hearing the case from Colorado. The prosecutors there were trying to keep Donald Trump off of the ballot for 2024. And uh, it looks to me, I, I, I don't know if you had a chance to uh, listen into that hearing. It was live on the Internet. But it sounded to me like this is going to be a unanimous vote from the Supreme Court against Colorado and in favor of Donald Trump, which will exonerate him. And in my opinion, will legally rule that he was not engaged in insurrection, which is what the Democrats' big talking point is. 
accusing him of mm-hmm. insurrection, trying to say the Constitution, uh, what is it, the 14th Amendment, I believe, that they're citing, uh, uh-huh. precludes him from eligibility from being on, on, the, uh, on the ballot. And even, um, even the uh, most liberal, the uh, 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 Ketanji Brown-Jackson uh, on the Supreme Court was yeah. arguing that uh, Section 3 of that amendment specifically excludes the president from the list of potential insurrection uh, instigators. And, uh, you know, that was, that was put in place in 1868 after the, uh, after the Civil War, and they were worried about an insurrection from the South. Um, you know, and I, I saw, um, I saw uh, uh, the argument there from Alex Jones. He, he got into a big argument on the Internet uh, with um, the uh, Krasenstein brothers, and uh, I didn't think he did all that well. They were arguing about this exact um, question. And the Krasenstein brothers posed the question to him, was the Civil War, did the, did the South in the Civil War commit insurrection against the United States? And Alex Jones uh, said that they did. I disagree with that assessment of the Civil War. I say that the Civil War, as the South described it, was the war of northern aggression. Now, I'm not saying that, that I'm on the side of the South. You're right. It was. Absolutely. Lincoln went to war against half the country. That's a fact. He went to war against his own nation. Yeah. I'll show you a damn insurrection, Jake. I'll show you a damn insurrection. (laughs) Yeah. The states can You have a right to succeed. Did. Right. Lincoln right. was I I'm not a big fan of Abraham Lincoln. People think, oh well, he's so great. No, he's not. Look what he did. He he suspended habeas corpus. He suspended your civil rights. He suspended the frickin' Bill of Rights to have his war. And he killed a million Americans, wounded two million on top of that. Many with severed limbs that they cut off of the with rusty saws, it was horrible. Well, Just a horrible time. By his own description, it was a war to save the Union. So I don't see how anybody can can say that that was an insurrection. But the the insurrection clause was was put into the amendment in 1868, mm-hmm. and it does not apply to the president. There's no way that it does. So this is mm-hmm. going to be a pretty interesting outcome to see from the Supreme Court and see what happens over there in Colorado. I think that Trump will end up being on the ballot. In Colorado, unless again the South the the South will will rise as the Democrats like to say, and Colorado just simply says we no longer uh, recognize the authority of the Supreme Court and we're going to do whatever we want. I wouldn't put it past them. Oh, I wouldn't either. No, Colorado. Uh, yeah, a lot of pinhead. That's a beautiful state. I've seen up there before. And tell you right, I I like Colorado. I like the people, but you do have a certain. Mm, in the Boulder area, especially a lot of liberal Democrats, very left wing, heavily left left wing, who, um, oh, yeah. yeah, they, two of them, it's our way or the highway, whenever we say goes, not you, the Supreme Court, uh, that could start the unraveling of the union, among other things. Look, this union, Jake, as you will know, we've talked about this before in our morning threads and whatnot, um, this thing that, you know, Lincoln patched together this great union. Look at us today. I mean, yeah, I would say this. America had a good run, but it squandered its potential, squandered its opportunities. 
let in too many foreigners like ancient, like the last days of Rome. I said in my monologue, we're like the last days of the Roman Empire. And we squandered a lot of the goodwill and the things that our forebears have fought for. Personally, I think Lincoln was wrong to uh, engage the South. South had a right to succeed and form their own country. Let's say Lincoln never touched it. What if the South had their own country, let's say, and just say, I think they would have been wildly successful. Well, let's just say they imploded in a decade and they said, we want to come back to the Union, and nobody was killed. Or let's say that the South was wildly successful, and the North had a, had a burgeoning new trading partner in both to get rich. But they didn't do any of that. They went right for the musket, right for the war. And it wasn't a war about the blacks or slavery. It was a war about money and federal power. Civil war was about we're the federal government. We're going to tell you what what to do. We've got a big army and a bigger stick, and you better kowtow to us, or we're going to come down there and shoot your ass. And that's what they. That's really what the war. Slavery was a sidebar issue at best. It was a big issue, but it was about federal power. And state power. And um, personally, I just thought that whole war was a, was a waste of good infantry. You know, a waste of good. And it, the South has never recovered from the Civil War. Never, even to this day. A lot of pockets of uh, poverty and everything else. I think that the rot that we have suffered from within really comes to, comes down to, to what I would say is the conservative people being tolerant. We have been tolerant of Marxists and communists, and we have allowed them to flourish. If you go back to the 1950s, you go back and you look at the McCarthy era, McCarthy was absolutely right. We, we had a, a House un-Americans in the Senate. We had the House un-American activities, which was an, uh, an activist movement to stop people from you know subverting our country and and, and we we got rid That's of right. all of that we don't have anything like that now we don't have any kind of a movement to protect our culture our way of life to promote real americanism and so we've been overrun through the institutions by marxists and um now we're paying the price for it and i i really fear that the damage is is too severe to recover from this from this point but um you know do, i'm hoping that, do. that trump does well i i don't have a lot of confidence that he's going to win but, you know, I am encouraged by hearing the arguments of the Supreme Court today. Um, going back to what you said about Colorado, um, you uh, probably saw in the news that we lost the attempt to impeach Mayorkas. And that yes. was the Republicans stabbing the Republicans in the back. That was a representative yeah. Tom McClintock from California, Representative Mike Gallagher from Wisconsin, and Representative Ken Buck from Colorado. Yep. We can't yep. even get together to get rid of my orcas. We're, we're being invaded by the millions. And by the way, this border security bill was a complete, just ridiculous mess. I'm sure you probably saw that breakdown. I've got it here for mm-hmm. us. Uh, so they can hear a total of $118 billion to be spent, which when, if you remember in 2016, when Trump was talking about building a wall, they only wanted $9 billion, and the Democrats were screaming that we couldn't afford to put $9 billion on the southern border. Now they want a, a, another right. bill, the latest border security bill, which they call $118 billion. Only $20 billion of that goes for the border. We've got $2.4 mm-hmm. 
billion for the Red Sea conflict, four point eight billion for Indo Pacific, whatever that is going on there. Then of course our friends over there in Israel, fourteen point one billion. But at the same time, oh, yeah, our greatest ally, and they're funding both sides of the war. And then the vast yep. $60.1 billion going to Ukraine. And then on top of that, it allows for 5,000 illegal aliens per day to pass through our border as an emergency yep. action to address the, the, the situation down there. And by the way, I don't know if you read this in the bill, but the, when they're counting the people who come across the border, that's that magic number, 5,000 per day, they consider to be an emergency. Which I, I think that's more than an emergency. I think the person yeah. in question is less than 18 years old. That is considered a minor, and that person is not counted. And furthermore, in the bill, it's, it goes on to show that you cannot, as a border security agent, verify the age of anybody that comes across the border. So the guy could be 30 years old, and the border agent says, how old are you? And he goes, I'm 17. Well, then he's, and he's they do that. They They're coached on what to say. There's TikTok yeah. videos in Spanish and Chinese telling them what to say when they ask you certain questions. So you're granted immediate asylum, and, you can, and they can never deport you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they have it all there. The guys were actually reading the phones of the Mexican TikTok version, and they're telling them step by step. They're even showing them on the, on the TikTok where to go on that border south of San Diego where it's wide open yes. and where the wide open gaps are, the exact mile marker on the Texas side. And the, I think we have one in south of Arizona, too. These, these are uh, big enough to uh, drive a Mack truck through. Wide open. Yeah, the, fur- the further atrocity in that bill, I don't know if you saw this, but the adjudication of the so-called asylum seekers, and according to that uh-huh. bill, it has, to be, it has to take place in a court in the District of Columbia and nowhere else. So if any yep. state has a problem with that. any of these illegal aliens, they have to take it up in a court in D.C., and it says in there that whatever decision the court makes – has to stand whether or not it's constitutional. The, the bill right. itself says that it wants to give the power to, to the court that is super constitutional. And, and then, you know, the Republicans come out and vote against this bill, and Biden comes out and says, oh, the Republicans are being obstructionist. It's the biggest gaslighting job I have ever seen in my life. And oh, yeah. I, I yeah. know people personally that are Democrats that just eat it up, and it blows me away that they can't see through this. It blows me away. Well, exactly. Well, they want to strip the states of their powers, and they want all the power concentrated in the District of Criminals, D.C., and they want to lord over – they want to have dictatorial power over all the states and all the border areas. That's right, and they they know that. Look, that's like them – okay, let's say Governor Rabbit sends a legal team to D.C., Okay, you're going in front of a kangaroo court of a highly Democrat city, probably a minority black or brown judge, probably a militant lesbian prosecutor on the D.C. side. No matter what you say, they're going to shout you down and file injunction after you. In other words, you're going to spin your wheels. You're going to get nothing out of it. They're going to rule against you. 
And if you go out there and say, you can't cut our barbed wire, they'll say, well, you're in D.C., and if you don't do what we say, we're going to arrest your ass. That'll be next. That's right. We're going to throw That's you right. next to the January 6th people. We think you're treasonous if you don't abide by these agreements. We might not let you leave. I told you, I told everyone before, Washington, D.C. right now is a hostile foreign entity. It was bad enough when I was a kid. But if you go there, right. the only way to go to D.C. is go in a tour group, see the Smithsonian with 30 or 40 people on a bus, mind your business, and get in, see some relics, and get out. But um, I wouldn't go down to the, to the Texas border, and I would not be caught, and especially with a, it's, with a Democrat president like Biden and all the weird things going on in D.C., the carjackings I mentioned earlier where they killed a Trump official, the father of three, white guy, yeah, just blew him away. I mean, what is he doing oh, yeah. in D.C.? Dumb, dumb, what, dumb. What? Trump's no longer the president. What do you stop? These guys are just got to stop walking around like they're safe or something because they're not safe. If you're a white guy in America, you got a big target on your back and everyone knows it. Oh, absolutely. And the guy that shot uh, him at, during that carjacking immediately drove off, went on to carjack three more people. And, yeah. and then the uh, the mainstream media tried to blame. They tried. They literally saw this on an interview. They tried to blame the shooting on. Um, and I forget the guy's name. You're right. He was a Trump. Uh, yeah. He was a, uh, an official in the. They tried to blame him for uh, uh, his financial dealings. They said, you know, maybe he maybe he made somebody mad with one of his financial deals. Didn't bother. Oh yeah, the, that's the a stretch. The perpetrator at all. What's no, it's on Black DC? Thug yeah. that shot him. Yeah. <laughs> Is a, kind and, of a and, and Yeah, they've already the police have already found a bunch of these people that are doing this. What they're doing is they're literally just going on TikTok and filming themselves going on crime rampages because they know they're just going to get away with it. These people go out and carjack right. three, four, five people in a single day just for fun, and then go home and and eat their bag of Cheetos and watch TV like nothing happened. They're doing it for right. for literally shits and giggles. And there's and and you've you've got this corrupt bunch of lunatics that are running that city that are not taking action to stop these people. And then they came out uh, right after that guy got shot. They came out and said, "Well, um, what are we supposed to do here? You know, you can't you can't arrest your way out of this problem. You can't imprison your way out of this problem." So okay, so you're saying just let these guys go? You know, there's there's no consequence for for typical for the, liberal the Democrat. Political. It's how they view the world. You can't imprison your way out of it. I would say, but yeah, but you still say that you, that, that you can tax your way out of it. Oh, that, that that touched a nerve. You want to tax your way out of all your problems by by taxing us more. See? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Taxes are good because it takes money for the whites, and we can give it to the black and browns and these stupid liberal programs. So that's good. See, that's good. And when a white guy is, is shot, they go, oh, well, he probably deserved it anyway. He had some bad business deals under that crooked guy, Trump. See? Yeah. Typical liberal media bullshit. Yeah. Now, I, that's story. what they do. I know, that we're short on time. I know we're short on time here, Von Lars. I had to bring this up because I thought this was an interesting story. I wanted to fit it in tonight. 
Uh, I'm sure your, sure. your uh, listeners will get a kick out of this. We talked a little bit about it on the uh, thread earlier today, but uh, what has it been, about a month or so, they discovered the Jews that were coming up out of the sewer system yeah. in New York. Oh. It was literally like something out of a Family Guy episode. They had a secret tunnel at the Chabad Lubavitch uh, uh, the, the synagogue there. And they, what yeah. they had discovered was that these, these young Israelis had, had been digging a tunnel for a long time, by the way. This, this, double, this oh, tunnel yeah. digging has been going on for a long time. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the Jews started rising up because the police came down there. It was an unsafe situation, so the police had to move in. They were uh, uh, moving all these all this stuff out of the tunnel. And some of the videos showed these people moving out a dirty old mattress, which what appeared to be blood stains on the mattress. I saw that. And then if you notice, this, this whole story just kind of blew over. The, the, the press isn't digging back into that. And now, so some new information has, has come about, and we have now learned that um, so, some really bizarre things were happening down inside the tunnel. And what was going oh, on was they were using the mattress for a ceremony upon a which ritual. they were putting – A Jewish ritual, a, yeah. A Jewish ritual that they were performing on recently deceased people. Yeah. And the, I, the reason that there was blood on the mattress was because they were cutting into the dead bodies to insert something. And the whole point yes. of this ritual was they were trying to resurrect uh, Minichim Mendel Schneerson. Your listeners yes. can Google that if they want. Um, what he was was the uh, community leader of the Chabad Lubavitch movement. And he mm-hmm. died in, I believe, 1994. Um, this so weird. Is, it's this bizarre sect of Jews that uh, were worshiping him as the Messiah. And after he died, um, they have been trying to resurrect him in these secret tunnels underneath <laughs> New York by performing these bizarre rituals. So bizarre. They were trying bizarre. to resurrect a Jewish zombie. That's what yeah. you call a zombie. Yeah. It's like yeah. voodoo <laughs> when in, in the in the in the. Caribbean, where they get the dead bodies, they do the ritual, and they're trying to resurrect the dead person or invoke their spirit to take over that body. They were trying yeah. to create a yeah. zombie. Jewish, Jewish tunnels. <laughs> it's Jewish voodoo. Yeah. I swear, it's seriously. It's probably something you'd see on, on uh, Family Guy. <laughs> like a comic book. Oh, South Park oh, is going to have a heyday with that, man. I can't wait to see their videos of Cartman going into the Jewish tunnels. <laughs> you know that you know it's going to happen. You know it's wow, going to yeah. happen, man. That must be one of the funniest episodes ever. Don't let the Jews <laughs> try to fool you into thinking that they're not just some kind of backward weirdo bunch of freaks because this kind of stuff happens. You know, and it happens in a lot of different places. I don't know if you remember – uh, back in the uh, early 2000s, there was uh, a, a Jewish uh, group that was busted in New Jersey that was selling body parts. They were, yeah, um, I remember they were, that. Not only were they selling body parts, but they had houses in, the, uh, in various neighborhoods in New Jersey where they were running whorehouses. It's, yeah. it's completely crazy. You know, they, they sit around, they, they try to pretend like they're so, uh, you know, holy and they're devoted to their religion, but... Don't We're God-chosen people on Mr. Goldstein. Yeah. No one's going to come against me because I'm. you can't touch me. 
because I'm God's chosen people. Me and my yeah. uh, my attorney, Mr. Cohen, uh, you better not cross us. Uh, don't, you know, uh, long live Israel. Oh, that's how they talk. Always real gritty, yeah. real serious. And they're always ready to be uh, like, like a rat. The story, I guess, that came out, uh, and I'm sure you saw this, was special counsel Robert Herr from the Department of Justice has now declined to file charges against Joe Biden because he's 81 years old, and he is legally an elderly man with a poor memory, to quote specifically from Robert Herr. That was a legal description of that. You're right. Legal description, the authorities seized 90 documents from Biden's home, 50 of which were marked yeah. classified. And, uh, you know, they're Crazy. running this guy off because he's an old man with a defunct memory. You know, this reminds me so much mm-hmm. of what happened with uh, Hillary Clinton's emails. And uh, the FBI director came out and famously said, you know, no, no prosecutor in their right mind would uh, uh, prosecute such a thing, even though she did it, even though she – she destroyed evidence, even though she deleted her emails. So once again, we're seeing the Department of Justice and the FBI cover for the Democrats. Do you think for a second that they would be so kind and so gentle to Donald Trump? In fact, they weren't. I mean, Donald Trump was accused oh, of the same yeah. thing. both documents, and they went in there and raided his house. But now Robert Hur comes and out you know, and says Jake, Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I've always said about Trump is this, that um, I'm not saying Trump's the Messiah or he's going to right all, all of, of America's wrongs. He won't. But the one great thing about Trump that I like is he buys us time to prepare. He, he, he gives Americans time to reflect, to, to, to get prepped, to buy guns, ammo, food, workers. I always tell folks there will be a post-Trump world eventually. I try to sound morbid. Right. But Trump's not going to live forever. There will be a post-Trump world. And we've talked about that in War Game that on this show before. And I said, people have got to get your, your, your head around that one. Trump's already in his, in his mid to late 70s. Um, yeah. Anything could happen at any time now. hate to say it. 78, pushing 80. He looks tired a lot more on the campaign trail. And yep. um, I've noticed that. And his eyes are more lidded, more squinting. Yeah, voice is wavering. Still a very agile guy. But my point is, when he's gone, whether by assassination, God forbid, or by natural means, can you imagine the may? First of all, the leftists are going to throw parties like you've never seen. Hate to say it. Oh, yeah, just like they did when uh, Russia. Like when Hillary dies for us, the, the Republicans will throw humongous parties. When Hillary goes or Pelosi. But they should. They never do they because they, they always try to rise above it. I know. And that's part I of the problem. I when, told uh, them you you, you got to be as petty as they are. Mm-hmm. But when Harry no, Reid died, the, the Republicans all came out and said, oh, you know, we honor him. You know, they, they named the airport out here. Oh, in Los I Vegas know. You know, um, uh, the the same thing with uh, Kennedy when he died, you know, and and I went on Facebook and I said, good, I'm glad you're dead. And I had so many people, including my Republican friends, were like, dude, you know, that's that's way out of line. How dare you? I'm like, hey, these people will celebrate. They will, these people want to slit your throat, and that's not hyperbole. They want to kill you. That's right. These people are communists, and they will stomp on you 
They will put you in your grave, and they will That's piss right. on it. It's really That's important right. that we understand exactly what we're up against. These people are monsters, and we should. It, 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 I, I really think that that we we do need a massive uprising. Something bad has got to happen in this country for us to. to you know, I, I always say this. Yep. Freedom comes at a cost. You know, it's it's a taste sure does. that is enjoyed only by the people who are willing to rise up and snatch it from their their oppressors. If you allow these people to be tyrants on you, they will tyrannize you, and you can't allow that, or else you're going to live on your knees. Damn straight. Jake Vegas, great call, sir. Great call, as usual. Great talk. We'll talk to you soon, my good friend. Catch you next time. Yes, sir. Have a great night. You bet. Fantastic call. Well, we're in our overtime segment for the show, folks, and uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, take a little break. We'll be back in about, uh, well, I'd say a minute or so, okay? And um, we have more to uh, talk about. Love that tune for World War II. Let's get to the phones again. I believe I know who this is. Welcome to the Von Wien Show. You're live on the air. Welcome to the show. Are you there? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Is, is this Kelly? Yeah, this is Cacao Kelly. <clears throat> hey, I thought so. I thought so. How are you and the pirate doing tonight? Um, well, interestingly enough, uh, he had, it was his first night working, um, at another different place. He so. told me he got a job. Congratulations. That's great. I know. New gig. That's very great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So that's pretty much, uh, you know, been his focus Love at it. the moment. But, uh, yeah, we've been, uh, doing great and just. We 
did a class down in Tucson at a, a farm called Native Seeds. And oh. because we're supposed to be the stewards of the earth, we're also stewards of, guess what, seeds, seeds to grow things. So, Ooh, cool. <laughs> yep. And, uh, it was through the University of Arizona um, Corporate Extension Office, um, Urban Agriculture Department. And okay. it, it was great. It was fun. So, oh, that's great. Well, you know what? That's part of Prepping 101, knowing how to grow food, seeds, uh, food production, canning, good stuff. Mm-hmm, good mm-hmm. knowledge. Yeah, I know how to do people all like of that. People are going to be in high, high demand. People that know those basic skills are going to be in high demand in the future. Our food supply could be really impacted, God forbid, you know, we war game a lot of things on my show that we hope never happens. You know, I always want there to be a safe way or whatever next to you. But if we ever had saboteurs in our country, which they're coming mm-hmm. over now with the border, attacking our farms, burning crops, um, throwing radioactive stuff in our soil or our farms to make sure the farm can never grow again, these are real threats. Uh, to America right. and mm-hmm. to our food supply, you know, making they could attack the water supply. They could make it, you know, throw in radioisotopes where they couldn't use the piping. They couldn't. You know, there's, that's why I've got my own water. It's not that it's going to be an unlimited supply, but I've got enough water here in my compound for about a year. I mean, wow. the way I figure it, it, it buys well, yeah, about a year, and I'm always adding more to it. Damn, damn near close to it. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. figure, I figure that it buys me time to figure out my next move if I had to do that. It buys right. me a lot right. of time, and I'm not going to be panicking for water. I've already got mine. I'm always asking, always, because mm-hmm. you never have enough water, you know. And uh, yeah, and food too, you know. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. got seeds. I've got all mm-hmm. and so what what else have you and Pirate been been up to? Uh, we have just been um working on our relationship, you know. So mm-hmm. and uh you know, I have uh, How's that going? Oh, it's going, it's gone. So, you know, there's always things to work on. You never can just oh, say, yeah. "Oh, we have a relationship now. We're we're good." We're uh, perfect. Never the case. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, relationships are. Uh, yeah, you're right. They take work, right? And uh, you know, if you love somebody, you've got to overlook some things. You got to overlook some faults. You can say, "I want to work on this and this this month." Have and you you can't do it all overnight. It's just, you know, I like talking to the older couples because they will tell you, hey, there's things that there are days that, yeah, I wanted to walk out of this or I wanted to change and, you know, mm-hmm. and it just, it, mm-hmm. it's a fleeting emotion. It's that fight or flight that's built into our psyches. But, right. you know, yeah. you're not a quitter and you go, I'm not a quitter and uh, you calm down. And you go, hey, you just tell your partner, this makes me happy, this doesn't make me happy, and here's why. And mm-hmm. if they uh, love you, they will accommodate you and go, hey, I, 
I can change that. That's an easy fix. No, pr- it could be anything. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I used to love that show as, as a kid, the dating game. And uh, you'd watch the – I used to love watching that. And I used to love watching the other one. Oh, what was it? Um, oh, it's a bunch of – you know, they would, they, they would have these couples right on a cue card. And the wife or the man thought they really knew their partner, and they would hold up the cue card. It was something completely different. And they would, that it was, was the so same funny, way with but, the newlywed game. <laughs> I yeah, love that the game. newlywed games. That was it, the newlywed game. That was it. You nailed it. Yeah. That was the newlywed I, I, game. I want to know I how love many watching that. divorced after that game. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, you can catch it like on. Divorced. Yeah, you can catch it on uh, on uh, YouTube. And I mentioned that before <laughs> on my Bachelor show, which was Tuesday. Had a great show on oh. Tuesday, by, by, by the way. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, okay. But I love those shows because you learn a lot and um, – you know, it's and it it, it really takes two to two to tango. It really, really does. You know. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Just do so, baby steps. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, it's everything needs to be uh, that way. So take it slow. Don't rush anything. Yeah. Main thing is communicate, and uh, you know, most people don't, in my view, don't know. They're doing something stupid or annoying. They just do. They people do what they do, right? And if you're mm-hmm. with somebody, you go, you go. Hey, have you ever thought of? Uh, it's a, you know, kind of funny. Like, have you ever thought of giving me one quarter of the closet? Just kidding. Have you ever thought of giving me <laughs> a little more space in the fridge? Just, just, just asking. Oh, I never thought of that before. Um, yeah, just no. Watch think about that a little bit more. Oh, okay, that's a good idea. I'll mark that down. Let me get my <laughs> phone and text myself. Literally, it's how that's how it is now. Because if you don't write it down, you're gonna forget. You know, right. Most people go. Right. I always say, email yourself or write it down. Because I always email myself everything. Mm-hmm. Love doing that. Mm-hmm. We have always got a record of it. Always got a record. So, um, what are your thoughts wow. about about the world and what, what we've been talking about tonight? Your two cents worth. My two cents worth. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? Your the world. Yeah. The world is. Uh, <laughs> it's fucked <laughs> up, isn't it? World's foobar. Foobard. Uh, it is. Or, or, it is. Or a cluster. Totally. Or a cluster. For all you military oh, it's people, royal it's cluster and clustered. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's, yeah. It's, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, I really wish it wasn't. Because, um, you know, now I just realized how much my parents didn't know, my grandparents didn't know, and even my great grandparents didn't know. And it's like, Holy cow. And now, yeah. you know, everything that I thought I knew was true is bonk, you know, and <laughs> it's just like, okay, so every president needs to have an excuse to go to war. Okay. You did and you yep. did mention the civil war. Okay, so what happened in the case of the North versus the South? 
So the North got in trouble and took out some money against uh, the United States and needed help to, you know, pay that debt off. So they actually invited the South to join the Union uh, to become a one-nation thing. And once the South realized that all they wanted was to pay off their debt, they said no. And, That's uh, right. Yeah. That's right. So, so I don't blame ordered, the South. In order to get the North to actually want to go to war, Lincoln had to say it was about uh, slavery. That's right. uh, It it was a very smart politician. I give him credit because he snowed the American people. It's about the slaves. It's not about me and money. Oh, (laughs) no, I would never stoop to that level of pettiness. It's all about the poor slaves. Poor slaves. Blackie and There's Sammy plenty over there. Of pettiness among I love Blackie and Sammy. And I, well, yeah, like that movie, Gal with the Wind. Where's Mammy? Mammy. And that big black lady comes out, Mammy. Yeah, yeah. I, used to, I thought that was the funniest thing ever. He said, hey, son, watch this classic movie. God, I, I had a great shot. Of, it's called Gone with the Wind. And I went, huh? So I sat there and I watched it and I started laughing. What's so funny? I said that black mammy. They keep going her. Oh, I never forgot <laughs> that. I, was, I thought that was the funniest thing ever. You're not supposed to laugh at that. That's part of the. Uh, I go. No, it's you got you. Know, I mean, I was a boy and things like that are funny to boys. You know, mm-hmm, some big mm-hmm. black woman going. I tell you, thing, woman, just turn around. I know because I'm mammy. <laughs> I don't guys still laugh about that today. And, and, and she funny. whipped that white girl around and she tightened it really tight so those boots would like pop out. You know, and guys <laughs> notice us right away. And we're going, Gosh, it's funny as hell. She's going, You better uh-huh. look good for that man. You better look good for him. I don't want to do Oh, mm-hmm, too mm-hmm. funny. Ever, right. I saw some clips of that movie, and they go, I never, I, people go, I never, I said, this is like 1933, man. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the first color movies made. That was new technology back then with Clark Gable going, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> or he gets slapped. So funny. Oh, cheesy lines. Love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. So, um, yeah, other than that, uh, yeah, the world's messed up. You need to take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, Are you learning Spanish for our border invasion? Hola, como estas? Hi. Nice to meet you. Oh, I'm you learning can. it. You Mucho gusto, <laughs> mi amigo. Dos, per, dos cervezas, por favor. And some street tacos. Gracias, amigo. Gracias. Yeah, that's going to be Phoenix in about a year or two. Walk outside, walk down. It'll be like Tijuana. Um, chicks well, in high heels that, and tacos. It's uh, either Spanish. You're going well. You should actually learn three more languages. Okay, you should learn yeah. uh, Mandarin, Chinese, Russian. Oh yeah. And oh, sure. 
Sure. So depending on who's going to invade, you know, us, then okay. you'll be prepared. It's like that, it's like that Calgon commercial. Ancient Chinese secret, round eye. I used to love that white guy. He would, he would, he would walk, he would walk in and say, "Oh my God, how did you get my 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 towels and my clothes so fresh and clean?" Always a white gentile couple. And the Chinese guy goes, it's ancient Chinese secret, round eye. I know how to fix your clothes to make them smell good all the time, <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I thought we grew up with the best television, the most. Oh, and, t- and today they would never have these commercials on TV. But the, my funniest one, too, was this, you hear this rock and roll, da 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 Two white guys in like a in like a challenger, mm-hmm. Dodge Challenger, and this real couple of hippie chicks, and they would be <laughs> driving erratically down the highway. They'd stop in front of that Indian guy and go, "Hey man, here's some trash." And they dump the trash bags right at his feet, and then the Indian guy uh-huh. would pan to the camera with, the, with that big tear coming down his cheek. He'd go, don't How litter America. It's he not wasn't good for my Native people. American. That was not a Native really American. Italian. Yeah, yeah. Right, but he but looked, you know what? He was he really very looked effective. Indian. He was, very effective, but effective. I used to laugh at that ad, too. I used to love that rock and roll. They'd be driving, and they and they, and they would throw the trash at the Indians' feet. <laughs> right, it pulled right. down. Right. There's his moccasins, and all this crap was on his moccasins. This is like real base TV for the 70s. And I was going, God, mm-hmm. they just, they totally disrespected you. And then he just stands there and, and they go, screw you, old man. <laughs> and they drive away, these hippie kids playing Steppenwolf. And then he, uh-huh. all, all he would do is go, he'd turn that big tear coming down. And he would say, don't loot my native lands. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> I, I just go, man, it's so classic. We had the right. Indian guy, the Chinese Calgon dry cleaner stereotype, and you had, uh-huh. uh, oh, you had those shows like, we're moving on to the east side, the Negro oh shows. God. Oh, we're going to move on. And then you were in the, yeah, I used, to, I used to laugh at those. I thought everything to me when I was a kid was funny as, I got to watch my language, but funny as hell. I mean, it uh-huh. was really just the funniest shows, and I thought, this is America? What an effed-up country this is going to be when I grow up. And I was right. I thought TV reflects the culture. And I thought, oh, my God, what is what is in store for me? You know? And here I am. Not a whole lot. Well, it was um, – I, I was – I saw the last bit of the old America, and I've seen the new America rise up in the ashes. I, I, mm. I did see the old America. I remember it. I remember it. I remember the people. I remember how they lived. I remember more of a carefree lifestyle. Technology has ruined a lot of that. Back when I was a boy, every every guy virtually Every guy was a father with a family. Nothing wrong with that. Um, very few bachelors, unless you were in Hollywood, 
or you were a sports guy, maybe a big football player with bagging lots of hot cheerleaders, you know. Mm-hmm. But be much beyond that. Now there were a lot of divorces, but um, I just remember most families had big Lincolns, big Cadillacs, big cars, big Broncos. I thought divorcees were hot. <laughs> they are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There was always that divorced guy on the block with the wet bar. And the, the, he was he was back to being a bachelor again. Right. Maybe he was married for ten or fifteen years. Maybe he had a kid. It was like in high school, but it was always a he was always a cool kid, like on the football team, stone cold killer, you know. And there was his dad. Then all the chicks went, I want to meet that guy. And hang out right. and hang out in his pad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now women are afraid to go over to guys' houses. They're afraid. Oh, we're afraid to it's, do a lot of things. A, yeah. Can't, can't everybody's send afraid kids now. over for sleep overnights at uh, oh, you know God their friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah. God. The yeah. world is, is is a lot more complicated now. Back then, it was so easy. Just money. Flooded oh, yeah. like a river. Run, Everyone had jobs, good pay. Yeah. I walked home from school five miles a day in the countryside. Yeah. I could have been yeah. picked up, and nobody would have ever known that I was gone. Well, unfortunately, those things did happen back in then, and people were so trusting that they, hey, hop in the car, little little uh, girl, and the girls would hop in the car. Thinking the kind yeah. old man was... There was a lot of that that went, you know, just a lot of weird things. But unfortunately, those things have always been out there. But the the old America was really good. The new America is all digital. Everything is, everyone's tense. Everyone's easily offended. I can't believe you said that. No, they just, everyone's offended. And if somebody lies in deception, our media is was bad enough then. Now it's really bad. Talk about the Pravda, the old Soviet Pravda, the propaganda, like Joe Scarborough's show and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you've got all these other shows that are in the mainstream and the garbage that they put out there and just people believe it. Hook, line, and sinker. Scary. But that's why the yeah. Beacon of Light is the Von Wehan show, Kelly. You are the beacon <laughs> of light. Yes, yes, it. yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. On the IT aspect, AI aspect, uh, during Christmas time, I was at a festival, and they had vendors there. And uh, oh, I was cool. interested in something in, in purchasing, and I go, so how would I, you know, give you money? What do you take? And she goes, oh, you just need to scan this QR code to pay me. And I go, I'm sorry, I don't do QR codes. Any other way? She goes, no, not really. And I, and she goes, she goes, I'm so sorry. And I go, no, I'm sorry for you. You lost a sale, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, good for you. Good for you. Uh, Tell her, I'm not going to go through your new world order payment system. Sister. Well, you know what? I, the phone that I have right I now. I refuse. Mm-hmm. Won't do QR codes. It just won't. It's 
it like totally stopped one Good. day and said, nope, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. <laughs> I'm beginning to think the QR code is the mark of the beast. QR uh, code or QR code. Yeah, I'm beginning to think it's the, the QR code is the mark of the beast. And they want the QR code for everything. They said it would be uh, in everything, on everything, on every label, for every payment. Just scan that QR code. See, they're already starting it. And these well, things happen slowly, and they build, build, build. We got one more office, minute, baby. Mm-hmm. If you go to a doctor's office, okay, they do have QR codes for your records. Right. To scan. That's different, though. Right. Yeah. True. Right. And so God. is the chip. The chip will have the QR yeah. code, and they just scan the chip for it. Okay. Give me a break. I, you know, I wasn't born right. yesterday. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. Kelly, thanks for calling the show. We appreciate you. Always look good. Hey. Good hearing you. Have hey, a great new year. Together. You and Irish? Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Talk to you later then. You know what? Have a great night, Kelly. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That was Kelly there. And, um, well, rounding out another great show. And um, great calls tonight. We are at the max capacity. Three-hour show. I love it. Love it. Love it. Wow. We have a lot more material to talk about. And next week, we want another full house of great callers. And we uh, bid you farewell, America. And we are signing off from Valhalla Studios for the mountains of Arizona. Godspeed to you all. Be aware of what's going on. Be prepared. Be prepped. Be ready for any eventuality. And I mean that. I know I am. My friends are. And you are too. So we uh, wish you all have a great night. Have a great week. We shall be back here next Thursday at 8 o'clock. Mountain Have a great night.
Smoothie King asks, what's that sound? That's the sound of a power-packed smoothie loaded with real fruit and organic veggies. So throw a straw in your jaw and be sucking awesome. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothie King asks, what's that sound? That's the sound of you sucking one of our power-packed smoothies with over 10 grams of protein. With real fruits, organic veggies, and no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. Because we don't have any. So grab a delicious, filling Smoothie King smoothie, throw a straw in your jaw, and be sucking awesome. Only at Smoothie King.